0: Love
1: Talk Radio. Hey, what up Q? What up Radio World? My name is Quincy. And
0: this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it long. Call the bill here. Oh, Thank you for having
2: cool on your show, so
1: awesome to be here with you and all your
3: listeners, cool, I ain't telling
1: you don't screw, and coops, oh
3: my goodness, oh that came out, oh all kinds of
2: freaky, that's not what I'm saying, you know we need more shows like this cause people need as much relationship to help out here as they can get,
3: value
4: for
3: good uh, Come. Does that
5: make sense? I like call. that. I'm going to say that if you want to. What's going on there? What up, what up? Hey you, hey
4: everybody. Hey uh, Q, how are you? Uh,
0: you ain't laying it down? This, I bring sun and light in every single time. Come.
6: What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to the Talk to Q radio show tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we are discussing if single people are losers. (laughs) All right. And we'll also get into some zone coverage afterwards. But first, let me explain how this show works for those who may be new. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. All right. T2Q radio show number 540 freaking 8 starts right after these words from The Crystal Show and A Pimp's Perspective.
3: From a pimp's perspective, featuring Eminem, make sure you're tuning in live exclusively. Exclusively on the Crystal Show.
1: What up, Chris? What up, Radio World? It's your boy Eminem, aka My Mind. Yeah, moneymaker, the whole breaker. Yeah, Mister, she get laid, I get paid, motherfucker. You know, I'm the face that's never sad, sweetie. I'm the dad you never hate. When times are rough and things are tough, sugar, don't think too hard. There's always Mother Maker's credit card. So sit back and listen to my directive as I give you this real shit from a pimp's perspective. Mm,
4: give it to me, daddy.
6: My thanks to the thecrystalshow.com and A Pimp's Perspective. Go check out the latest version. Eminem has dropped um, a holiday version. Uh... Just just go check it out. It's something you need to hear um, uh, just to get his perspective on just many things going on. All right, three four seven, two zero two, zero two, one five. Are you single? Well, you know, don't feel bad. It happens to the best of us. However, there are some who despise being single now, they despise it even to the point of remaining in a bad relationship or getting into a situation that may not be favorable just to say, I'm not single. And it's crazy to think that people will go through that uh, just to not be alone, but it happens. So does that mean that being single makes you a loser? I mean, why else would someone go through all of that to not be single? Does being an over 30 person without a significant other mean that something's wrong with you? Are you undesirable to others because you don't have someone to call your own? That's what we're going to discuss tonight on the Top to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. To the phone lines I go, to the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit, I will welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. What's up, Chris?
3: Thank you. How are you?
6: I am outstanding. How are you doing, man?
3: I'm pretty good.
6: Very good. All right, and we'll go ahead and get started. It's just me and you right now. And so let me just start off with a basic question, all right, which will offend people who are single, but I'm just asking the question. Are single people losers?
3: Well, um, being a single person, I would have to say no. (laughs) But it is a perception that many people have. I mean, even if they don't necessarily admit it, it's usually done in reverse where they will say, well, if you're having an argument about something or a disagreement about a relationship situation, they will always come back to, well, do you have a man? And then if you say no, then they say, well, then shut up, basically. So, I mean, it's the opinion that you're a lesser of a person if you don't if you don't have a relationship of any kind.
6: Okay. Now my man Michael Thompson chimed in on Facebook from Chicago when um he says that uh nope um when asked the question are single people losers he said nope, it's a good choice. So he says his choice to be single is a good one. Christina Holden chimed in from Mississippi. She says I'm very happy being single and I'm not desperate not settling. And okay, so there's some people who embrace it and we'll we'll get to that later as far as embracing um the single status. But what's the most difficult part about being single, Crystal? And you can answer from your perspective, or you can also answer just from a general perspective. In your opinion, what's difficult about it?
3: Well, um, I think it's different for men and women. I think for a female, um the the stigma is on you a little more so than for men. As men are single they are thought to be um cool or good or yay, you know, kind of a celebration until they get locked down into this horrible relationship or whatever, tricked or whatever. Um, But for the woman, if she's not in a relationship, then she's thought of as if something's wrong with her kind of a thing, and there's this race to be in a relationship. So to be single, um, it's bad being because you're thought of so poorly. And actually, on a personal level, I guess it's because, well, you are single. You don't have a relationship. You're not with anybody. You You don't have a date on national holidays. You know, you have nothing, you know, to do. You can't, and, oh, and another thing, you can't talk about your great relationship or, say, husband at work when everybody's talking about their stupid husband and what he just said the other night. You know, it's just little stuff like that that you, have, you just have to go,
6: well, okay, I guess I know what that means or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Okay, you're kind of breaking up on me a little bit, but I think I picked
0: up on you. And,
6: um... Uh so, yeah, I think for a lot of people, I think it is different for men and, and than it is women, Crystal. I agree with you 100%. I do think that um, a woman uh, that is single is almost like a scarlet letter, so to speak, you know, whereas yeah. a guy can, you know, have people who actually envy him because, you know, single guys allegedly have their freedom, and it's just looked at it completely different. So I understand it. Uh, I mean, but just for, from a guy's perspective, uh, I, I just think that it becomes a problem for guys when you want that consistency. Um, because there it gets to a point where every guy just kind of wishes, okay, I had some sort of consistency in my life as far as someone that I'm dealing with that I can rely on, uh and who can be there for me in whatever capacity I may need, and so I think as a guy, it's more of something you kind of suffer in silence. You may not necessarily say it or admit it, but you feel it. You know, you you feel, feel it. it. And uh, let me go to a caller. A caller, who I think is chiming in from Skype. And caller, what's your name? It's
5: Bro. What's up? What, what up?
6: What's going on, man? How's it going?
5: It's going. You're doing like M and
6: M calling from an undisclosed location, bouncing off the the um, satellites over on Utah or something. I mean you your phone number We're comes dropping. in as as zero one two three four five six. So go figure. And um I'm have calling another from, I'm caller from no.
4: Okay. <laughs> That's
6: cool. Well you're coming in kinda hot, so uh, it's a little loud, but we'll see if we can get it adjusted. Got another caller holding in the 209. Press one if you want to chime in. I believe it's my man Fred out there in Cali. Whenever you want to chime in, press that, one. That. But uh, Buck, give your opinion for a man's, from a man's perspective. What's the most difficult part about being single?
0: Well, I mean, regardless of whether you're single or if you're in a relationship, you want to, you want, you know, I heard you say consistency, and that's really what you want. You want consistency, you don't want inconsistency um, sometimes you know when you're in you know when you're single people people already have preconceived notions um especially if you've been single for a while um, so you know they you know you get those unnecessary stereotypes, so to speak, so you know you try to you know sometimes you know. You no, know, You want you're single for a reason Because you want to Find that, you know, you want to find that The right one, and the older you get I think And, and I'm just telling you this just Simply from experience You want to make sure you're making the right choice And that's why sometimes People are single a little bit longer Also, sometimes people are single A little bit longer, cause they hard to deal with And they ain't gonna ever have anybody So, it goes both ways But from my own personal experience, I'd rather wait and make sure I get the right one. And if I do have the right one, then we got to communicate and make sure that you know runs, you know everything's in the right accord.
6: Okay. And um, <laughs> someone on Twitter cracked me up with my answer to the next question. And Crystal, I'll go to you. My next question is: What's the most enjo- most most enjoyable thing? about being uh, single and my girl Jenny Ruiza chimed in from New York city and she says, not shaving.
5: (laughs) Oh my God. That
3: is, no, that is beautiful. It is. It's such freedom. Um, yeah, you don't, (laughs) you don't have to shave your legs in the winter, you know, it's just great. Um, so I feel her on that. And, um, you can watch whatever TV program you want to watch. Um, if you say, you know what, I'm going to have pizza tonight, you can have pizza. And nobody gives a crap, you know. No one is worried about you cooking dinner or whatever. Um, in other words, you can do whatever the hell it comes into your head to do. You can just do it without saying, you know, babe, do you want to go to the mall or... What do you want to do today? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I mean, so you don't have to do that. <laughs> you can just do whatever the fuck you want, even if it's nothing. You know, some days I don't do anything, and it's beautiful. I just sit here and, yeah. I don't know, whatever, watch TV. nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the hair thing, priceless.
6: <laughs> Buck, what do you think, man? <laughs> What's the
1: most enjoyable part about being single?
7: Not
0: hearing whining, um, not hearing, I don't, you know, you ask, you know, you, you ask you what to do, you know, would you like to do something and they say they don't know. Um, and I'm going like, you don't know. You don't, you know, they could, we could have had a conversation the night before and say, you know, what they want to do. And then you ask them the next day, what you want to do? Is, and they say they don't know. I'm going, like, what about happening to all that stuff we talked about last night? Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling that today. You felt it last night. So, ain't much, I mean, what changed between last night and this morning? You know, I'm off today, you know, so you don't have to deal with the inconsistencies of, right, I don't know, or, and, you know, like Crystal said, you can eat what the hell you want. You don't have to, permit, you know, prepare any meals. Um, you can go, you know, if you want to go somewhere, you can just go. You ain't got to wait for nobody because sometimes some people are a little bit slower than others. So, or if you do have a significant other that doesn't like to contact you and let you know what the hell they're doing, and you're sitting here and got food ready, and these rascals are late, and you call them, they don't answer ask the phone, you don't have to wait for, you don't have to wait on nobody. You, you know, you can just pick the food, you know, eat, put it up, you ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> okay.
6: Jenny Ruiz also chimed in and said she also likes eating things beyond the expiration date, no judgment, free bathroom. <laughs> okay. How <laughs> about that? I
3: don't go that far.
6: But yeah, okay. Let's get it. Okay, okay. Wow. All right. So uh, there is an enjoyable side of it. Uh, I, I kind of like what Crystal said about just doing what you want to do. And um, some Saturdays I'll get up and I don't have anything to do, but I still have like this big smile on my face because I know I can watch football all day and, you know, and wearing nothing but hooping shorts and socks. I mean, you know, I can do that and um, kind of enjoy myself. Or if I decide I don't want to go to breakfast until one o'clock, then I can do that. And some there there are some advantages. It's not all doom and gloom like some people make it out to be. But, Crystal, um, I know some people who are, like, really proud to be single. And maybe some people may say they're too proud to be single. Do you think that uh, when you come across people like that, that they're probably faking their happiness?
3: They're faking their happiness?
6: Yeah.
3: Um. You know, I think at some point you do get to a point where you are um, – you know, you get set in your ways, It's the best way I can put it, you know, and you uh, you get used to your yeah. life the way it is. And if you really thought about it and if someone came into it, they would disrupt your peace you finally come to. And um, and that can be something that you want to hold on to. So, yeah, um, I don't believe everybody is proud when they say that, but I mm-hmm. believe that there could be people who really are happy or, you know, proud to say that, you know, I'm I'm living on a loan. And you don't know what they've just come through either. They could have came through a very long, arduous marriage and divorce where they are literally free. (laughs) And so we don't know what they've, you know, gone through beforehand um, to get to this point in their life. So it could be a very freeing thing and a very liberating thing so they're proud of who they are now, that they can finally be themselves. Uh, so I witnessed that, you know, from people. So, you know, so I think it's, it can be one or two ways. It can be where, you know, they're trying to cover um, the pain that's inside or or they really are proud of, of who they are at this point.
6: Hmm.
3: Okay. So,
6: Buck, how do you feel about it, man? Do you think that people who talk about, you know, how great single life is really may not – Feel all
0: that great about it? Some do, some don't. I mean, I've seen it on both sides of the tail. Um, I've seen people that are, you know, hiding in their, you know, hiding, you know, hiding all their their grief. But there's some out there that are genuinely happy that they don't have to deal with nobody because, you know, you you deal with a bunch of knuckleheads. You don't want to deal with no damn body else. (laughs) Excuse me, simply because do you mean? You know, once you get out there and you start, you know, being seen and you do what you do what you need to do,
5: uh-huh.
0: and you don't have to, you don't have to answer under no anybody. And you, man, you can be happy. I mean, I, and be and be happy about it because, I mean, especially around the holidays, you ain't got to worry about buying nobody nothing. You just buy yourself something. You know, instead of spending $50,000 oh, yeah. on somebody else.
6: I might have a cheap Christmas.
0: Yeah, you go. Know, you can you can go. You know, hit Black Friday or hit. Cyber Monday or whatever, and go you know get your fifty five inch you know and and just chill and you ain't got to worry about nobody else so i i I've seen it from both both sides you know it just, it just depends on who you are
7: okay
6: let me go back to the phones to the two oh nine area code out there near Stockton or Modesto or some part of California, and I believe this is Fred calling in Fred of this year.
5: Yeah, it's Fred. It's been a while. Um, what's going on, man? Yeah, for, hey, what's up? Um, I want to say, well, I'm single myself, but I would say the best thing is actually focusing on yourself. And I, and I think the the person before me, the the, the lady who was on before me, uh, is focusing on yourself. Um, you spend more time. You get to know what you get to know yourself. Again, because when you're in a relationship, you kind of have to pay attention to the person that you're with versus you just having your attention focused on yourself. Uh-huh. And you get to bring more of that to the table that the next time you decide you want to bring all of you or more of you than you did before in, the, in your last relationship to your next one. I would say that's the number one positive thing I like about being single.
6: Okay, and I agree with you there. It does give you an opportunity to um, do some things because I, I, when I got out of my last relationship, um, within a week or two, man, my house was cleaner than it has been cleaned in a long time and stuff that need to be fixed got fixed. And I mean, you can kind of just, it just gives you opportunity to do other things. Sometimes it's a matter of getting yourself right because a lot of times, you know, and people don't want to admit it, You know, you may be the reason that you're single, and it might be something you have to work on yourself to be better for the next person. So it definitely has some advantages for sure. And, Crystal, why do you think that some people in relationships look down on single people? I mean, they already have what's ideal. Why make someone feel bad because they don't?
3: Because it makes them feel better. (laughs) Um, It makes them feel... Um special and proud, you know it makes them feel like they've been chosen as the chosen ones or they're the winners, so that's um obvious and and it's the natural way of things actually you know um the you are actually we are meant to couple, we're not necessarily meant to be alone um but all of us cannot be coupled. But um, those who are, uh, they feel very proud of that. And, and you can hear it in the way people talk about um, their... And, and it's different than just girlfriend and boyfriend, especially if, you, if you're married. That's why women want to be married, because it's a it's a stronger word to say my husband than to say, you know, some guy I'm screwing or <laughs> whatever. But, uh-huh. um, but it does. It makes you feel better about yourself, of course. And... And you know when you say you're single, depending on how old you are, people go, Uh you know, oh, I'm sorry. Well, you find someone. Don't worry. Everything's gonna be, it's gonna you're gonna look up. Everything's gonna be good. You're gonna find that great person. So it's, it's you know when people say it like that, it's like, well, there's something wrong with you now. You must be in a horrible way now. But don't worry, hope is coming. You know, it's like you're in this dark tunnel and there's light somewhere. So, yeah, so if you're in the light, you know, you're in this relationship, whether it's good or bad, because we don't know what's going on behind those closed doors. Um, So I can pretend that that he's the most wonderful person ever and, you know, vice versa. So, yeah, that's why. Okay.
6: And, Buck, why do you think that people in relationships look down on single people? Well, not all of them, but some of them.
0: I think maybe some of them, you know, you know, fantasize on how how it'd be to be single again. Maybe they're not happy in their own relationship, and they see somebody that's single, and they see, and they may see somebody, you know, picking the flavor of the week, so to speak, and you know, they're having a good time, and they're going, they're probably wondering what it would be like. Um, that's an unfortunate thing, but you know. They shouldn't really look down on, you know, look down on single people like that. You should be, you know, in back in the day, people worked on their relationships and they worked through things regardless of what happened in their relationships, whether, you know, there was infidelity, whether there was, um, you know, disease or what have you, um, lost jobs, whatever. People worked through these things. People got short fuses now, so they don't give a shit. They're like, fuck it, you know, you got issues, I'm going to find somebody out there that When... Really, you know, to talk through it and get through. Now, I know every, you know, not every situation can be talked through. There are some situations that you just can't talk through, and I get that. But for the most part, I mean, that's, you know, like the, the good old saying is God ain't gonna put too much on you that you can't handle. You know, it may feel like you can't, you can. And, you know, that's what, you know, when you say the vows through sickness and in health, for ritual or poor, or death to a part, you know, that's supposed to mean something. So, you know, you gotta you know, think about values and stuff like that. But, you know, like I said today, everybody got their own style. So everybody like, you know, they, too many issues they just or they just jump ship. That's why we have so many problems.
6: Okay. And well Fred, let me ask you, um, as far as being single, is it okay to be single as long as you can get dates? Or do a bunch of first dates make you feel like you you know you're a failure because you can't lock anyone down?
5: Um, if you, I would say if you're going out and meeting people and having fun enjoying it, yeah, it's okay to be single. Um, I would say it would be kind of bad to be single, depending on how you ended up single. Um, if you're just this this a horrible person that was the last person said you, the, you're the reason why you're single. Like you, you, you just, you were bad. You were a bad spouse or even divorced in some cases. Mm-hmm. Some people are just saying that they're divorced and you, you just were not a good person to be with. And in my case, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, been so busy with, like, my career because I just kind of ended up in the military, so I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with this and then sit going into it, so uh, this is somewhat new to me, so um, uh, trying to find and actually find the right person to be with while I'm in the service is another story, and I don't even know how to do that, so, (coughs) like, because I noticed that whenever people tell me about this, they, um, relationships in my situation people are uh, they hop a lot. They they don't end up they don't have a solid relationship. It's kinda of hard to maintain as far as I've heard. So that's just one of my thoughts on it. Okay. All right. Three
6: four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q radio show discussing um uh, single people and you know, are they losers because they can't get anybody? Yeah. So, uh, Crystal, back to you. I- I'll throw the same question to you, at least half of it. Is being single okay as long as you're able to get dates when
3: you need them? Yes. <laughs> I don't think one is, um, you know, I don't think that makes any difference, actually, whether you can get dates or not. I <laughs> mean, what
4: mm-hmm. is that? <laughs> um. I think
3: if you on
2: well, I guess if
3: you want to get dates, then and you get them, then that's fine. That's great. And I think that if you want to get dates and you don't get them for whatever reason, um, I think that's fine too. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. I mean, maybe you're looking in the wrong places or you, whatever. I don't know. You're. Um, but I think what makes it bad is is if you are wanting something desperately. And you are, you know, um, deliberately, or for whatever reason, not, um, you know, not seeking what you want or whatever. You, in other words, you you are stopping yourself, or you're allowing a situation to stop you. It's, in other words, it's something negative within you within you, and that's bad. But I don't think that has anything to do with being single. I think it has to do with yourself. It would be happening anyway if you're in a relationship or not. So. Okay.
6: All right. So, well, Buck, uh, how about this, Buck? Is being single more of a curse the older that you are? Like, for example, a 40-year-old is going to feel a lot worse by being single than a 30-year-old, or do you think it's one and the same? Oops, I got him on mute. Come back to me, Buck.
0: All right, can you hear me? Can you yeah. hear me? Um. It depends. I mean, it really depends on the situation. Um, for me, when I when I got divorced, I was 40, and I was like, oh, man, you know, I I didn't, I was like, man, this is going to be, you know, different. You know, I was in a different town, being single and, you know, fresh divorced. You know, I just didn't think that, you know, I, I, I felt a little bit weird, but shoot i I got out there and it it didn't take very long so i mean and you know just you know i attached pretty pretty quickly not because you know i was looking for you know attachment it's just that it just happened that way because you know things just happened to click so you know it it was it was unique it was different but you know i'm confident enough to where you know if I decide to go out and find somebody, I'll find somebody. And, you know, I'd rather do it the conventional way than social media. So I have no, you know, I don't have any confidence issues as far as going out and finding somebody. But when you with somebody for a long period of time and then you start fresh, you are going to be on shaky ground for a little bit. But, uh-huh. you know, that, you know, depending on who you are and, you know, how you carry yourself, um, you can dust that off pretty easily sometimes. Okay.
6: And uh, let's see. I I guess, well, let me throw the question at you, Fred. Um, As far as the age thing, does it matter um, how old you are? If you're single, you're single, or does it feel worse if you're older, like if you're 40 as opposed to 30?
5: Um, I think it might be, well, hmm, it might even be. Um, I think, well, from a male. No. <laughs> I don't know how that answer might be different coming from a woman, but I think because I think it might be different uh, between genders. But um, I think, well, actually, you know what? Maybe I'll say it back. I'm 30, so it doesn't really feel so that bad. It's like, yeah, whatever. I'm still kind of young, so whatever. But uh-huh. I'm not even, but, but if I was 40, I would be like, well, dang, what have I been doing all my life? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that <laughs> like, i mean, like, man, I should have some kids by now, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so I think it would be worse if I was much older and I'm not even, don't even have a wife and kids. And I was, I was always single, you know? So I think it would be worse if I was older.
6: Okay. Crystal, do you agree from a woman's perspective? I'm sorry. Um, do you agree that that um, you're going to feel worse about being single at 40 than you will at 30? That the older you get, the worse it feels.
3: Um. Again, I. It could feel that way. It could be worse. Possibly. Um. I think it it does depend on the person. Um. Like I said, there are a lot of people who are in their 40s or late 30s and on, who are just getting out of a horrible relationship or you know a marriage, and now they're free. Um, so you could be one of those people and, and now you can do what you want but um but yes, I think age does of course play a part in it um uh, because it changes it changes your the way you look at life um you make you know things <sighs> meeting people are different, you're working a lot um your kids are probably more of a a focus in your life than anything else um and you're just not probably going to the same kind of places that you did when you're in your 20s to meet a whole bunch of people, like the singles bars and all that kind of stuff. So you're not, uh-huh. and your mind is different. So, yeah, you look at things differently. When you think, oh, I would like to be in a relationship now, then you start really thinking about that. And you're like, well, then where the hell am I going to meet anybody? i am going to go online? I mean, you, know, that's, you know, we're not going to do that. So, yeah, it, it does change things a little bit of, of the prospects you're actually looking at. Like, okay, for instance, for myself as a woman who is in her 40s, um, I when I think about the men that I would date, um, these are guys who are getting out of a marriage because, of course, we want somebody single. So they're getting out of a marriage. They've been divorced for X amount of years or less. So they are probably not going to be, Looking at um getting back into a relationship, they're probably now I'm gonna kick up my heels and live in my twenties again, and then, when they do think about starting all over again, which men can, they'll marry somebody or get with someone in their twenties or thirties, so they'll someone they can start a whole new family with, so the prospects for a woman is different than the prospects for a man men men can start all over again,
4: uh-huh.
6: okay. Okay, there definitely is a difference. And uh, a lot of people don't believe in double standards or, you know, they want all things to be equal. But unfortunately, we live in a society where people are judged differently, you know. And um, when women get to short end up stick a lot of times it's unfortunate. That's just how it goes sometimes. And um, so, yeah, there, there's definitely a good example there, Crystal. And um, let me stick with you for this question, Crystal, and ask you, how, how do you comfort someone who feels alone just because they're single? And I, I've dealt with people, uh, maybe people I've worked with in the past who and, I mean, and they've all been women because, like I said, a lot of guys don't really necessarily talk about it. But they feel, you know, Lonely, and there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Where do you start to comfort someone who's having that type of issue just because they can't find a significant other?
3: Well, I tell them to do what I do (laughs) when I get those because you know, Saturday night, loneliest night of the week. Um, You know, you just have some tequila, you turn on (laughs) the radio or turn on your favorite rap song, and I don't know, dance all over the house or something naked. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it works for me, but um, it may not work for other people. So this is what I do. Um, but I would say, or, or pop in your favorite romantic, the most romantic, ridiculous movie, and just cry it out. Next thing you know, you you're half asleep, and it's you know it's Sunday morning, and everything's okay again. So I mean, you can get through, you can get through it. Um, I I would say enjoy you know that time to think and to reflect and you know hey start thinking about the people that you were in relationships with and think about how fucked up that was you know and um, why you are single. Think about why you're single, and it may actually be a good thing. So being uh home alone may actually be a very peaceful and restful thing. So enjoy that while you can, you know, because the next thing you know, you walk out your door and you meet Mr. Right, and then you have to start those shit all over again. So Enjoy your freedom while you can.
6: (laughs) This woman said, some tequila and naked dancing around the house.
3: To rap music. Very, very gangster rap. To rap rap
6: music. I'm sorry. I I must be specific. To rap music. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Whatever works for you and um uh Fred, I mean, how do you comfort someone who feels alone just because they're single um well,
5: shoot always oh, <laughs> uh how do you com- well say what how do you how you comfort someone who feels alone um yeah you know, I always tell them and he you know, I was this one friend, and she'd always feel alone. And she couldn't find the right guy. Now, we would always – people would look at us weird that we would go out together, but we didn't – we looked like a couple, but we were not. And I would go out with her because, you know, she was my friend, and we wanted to just, you know, go – we would go out to places like comedy clubs, go out to eat, um, and just try to get out and socialize with people. And I'd be like, you know, I, I – you know, we go to social spots and she'd talk to guys and see which ones she liked, or, you know, she'd tell me about the guy she met online or whatever. But, you know, I would say go out and socialize and do hobbies that you enjoy and see that I think you might find someone. Now, me, um, I'll take the tequila and call up that one friend.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I wish
5: would be on it. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I mean, that's just my motto. With someone else, they may not be like that. They right. may have to go out and meet someone. For me, I'm just like, okay, yeah. tequila and, and that friend will do. You know, you know, for that time being. But that's just me. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
6: I think um, I I definitely like the uh, advice you gave as far as. Um, getting them out to do something and having, I I guess, it helps to have a hobby, okay? Something to kind of help pass the time and take your mind off the fact that, you know, you (laughs) really don't have anything else to do uh, or anyone to do it with at the time. And so having a hobby helps. And I, I guess, you know, if you have to, Like you said, what Crystal says, if you just have to have some fun by yourself, then alcohol alcohol is more than capable of giving you that thrill to where you really don't need anyone else. As long as you have that bottle, you really don't need anyone else. And, I mean, so there are many ways people can do it. But I think the main thing you have to do is be willing to listen to that person. All right. And notice I didn't say talk to them because they may not need you to talk. But sometimes you just have to listen and let them get it off their chest and uh, let them kind of start the healing from within. And if they ask you for advice, then you can give it. But I wouldn't give it unless they ask. Um, Let's see. I was looking on Twitter. I got a lot going on on Twitter right now, so I'll come back to that. But, uh, Crystal, a couple more questions on the topic. Crystal, how do you feel about people trying to fix a single person up with someone is that invasive or fair to you would you would you be upset if someone tried to fix you up with somebody
3: oh god <laughs> i am always upset when people try to fix me up with people because for one thing obviously they don't know who the hell i am <laughs> because obviously. of the people obviously the people they bring in front of me i'm like are you serious <laughs> Like, have you met me you know, but, um, uh, and I think that happens not just me, but a lot of people when they try to fix up their friends or whatever th- either they're picking the, the their husband's most idiot friend, or they're picking you know somebody that they think you should be with as opposed to who you're actually attracted to, like okay, you've went out with too many guys who look good. And who are in shape, and who are hot, and who are very confident about themselves. Enough of those guys. You need to go out with a guy who's a little, little more rotund, and he works, you know, as a tax attorney or something, and he's very boring. He Restrains hey, he the
6: has,
3: hair. Yeah, and he is, he is. He is. But he has great credit, and he's so sweet. You know, those are the guys you should go out with. And so, I mean, it's, it's really funny how people do that. You know. I don't think people should. I don't think people should do that. I mean, I think you should just allow your friend, um, you know, listen to whatever they have to say and let them vent or whatever. But uh, I don't think you should try to fix them up. I mean, there's nothing wrong with. If you want to fix them up with somebody, I think you should more just invite them to your like your gatherings, your parties, or whatever, and allow them to meet people as opposed to. You trying to hook them up with somebody? It's, it's always hilarious to me when people do that. No one does that for me anymore um, because, well, they've learned. <laughs> so it's just it's just hilarious. But it's not just me. I think it's everybody. I mean, it's it's really funny.
6: Okay, Buck, how do you do it, man? Um, how do you how do you feel about people who may try to? Fix you up with someone because you're single. Is that invasive to you, or is it okay?
0: It could be a little bit of both, because I mean, like Crystal said, they don't know who you are. I mean, now you know you've known them for a long time. It's a little bit different, but everybody got their own style, and you know, you, you know, seasons change. So your, you know, what worked for you in your twenties doesn't work for you in your forties, if that makes sense. So. Sometimes people listen to what you're saying and then they fix you up with somebody and it's not the person that they're looking for. But sometimes they hit it right on the head. So I mean it it could be a little bit of both when you, when it comes to something like that. So Fred, not, how do you feel about I'm not gonna give an example.
6: Fred, how do you feel about people trying to fix up fix you up? As a single person, would
5: you be okay with that or does it it bother you? Um, It it kind of bothers me because I actually, honestly, I hate it uh, when people attempt to do it because whenever people tried, they get me, I've noticed that they'll point out a friend, but she's like the most average-looking, safe. um, And I thought they're not, it's just like they're, they're they're not, like, someone I regard as uh, emotionally exciting or someone interesting to talk to. They're, like, kind of like A female like Dr. Ben Carson. That, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you just, like, you want to be, like, and it always or happens. Or as white. Yeah, like, a female Ben Carson, like, they'll be, like, they're real cool to talk to intellectually, but they're not, like, someone I want to be, like, you know what? Let's get up out of here. Like no, like it's not that. So no, I, I don't like being fixed up with anybody.
0: Okay,
6: okay. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of along the lines of Crystal, where, um, you know, if if it's someone who truly knows me, just uh, like you know, I've known Buck virtually all my life. I would trust Buck to fix me up with somebody because I know it's going to be somebody that I'm a I'm at least physically attracted to, or something really about them that I actually like. But um, a lot of times you do have someone that try to give you someone they think that's good for you rather than what's good to you. And, and Crystal, I started thinking about, uh, I don't know if you watch Seinfeld or not, but when you were talking about that person you don't want to get fixed up with, I started thinking about Newman. Uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Newman from Seinfeld? Yes. He's like, it came to mind for some reason. You know, he has a good job because he works with the post office, but, you know, I mean, he's just the Weasley looking guy. And so, at least he had his hair. But, uh,
3: I love Newman. I love, Newman was hilarious. I could totally hang out with him. <laughs>
6: okay. Well, maybe it wouldn't bother you, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just think if, it, if someone's going to fix you up, and I've I've dealt with this, too. As a matter of fact, I dealt with this back at, at Thanksgiving where someone tried to fix me up or mention a young lady they wanted me to go out with. And, you know, and I've seen her before, and she's, she's fine. I mean, she looks okay. She, you know, but it's just she really doesn't have the personality that I like. It's kind of like what Fred was talking about, where you kind of get one of these you know, Ben Carson types who really don't stimulate you in any type of way. So I I don't know. I'd rather people not do it if given a choice. I'd rather they not do it. So, all right, got another caller. um, Hit one when you're ready to jump in. Last one on this topic, though. Now, Crystal, I'll go back to you. Can you be single for too long? And never truly commit to someone again
3: Yeah I think this is about where I am right now Uh, Uh Uh-uh Yeah Yeah, you can get to a point where, you know Point of no return kind of thing (laughs) Maybe, I don't know I mean, but, you know, I've seen You know, I work, you know, with the elderly And everything, or the dying Literally So, um, there are people who meet In their 70s and 80s I'm like, wow but you know I think you can if you want it, you know it can happen, it doesn't matter. I mean, because you will find that person, you will attract you know the law of attraction I, you know, I do believe in that, and I think that a lot of the things that are blocked in your life is really being blocked by your own aura or negativity so um so yeah, I mean i mean you you can have it if you want it if if you don't, and it's probably because kind of actually deep down, you really don't want it or don't feel you can deal with it out of fear, out of, you know, so many different things, so you can if you want.
6: Okay. Buck, what do you think, man? Can you be single for too long and never truly commit to someone again?
0: I think so. Because, um, I mean, you see people who, you know, when you when you you know go out on first dates, you know, you can pretty much tell just by what they tell you, you know, I've been single for uh, you know, if they say more than, you know, five years, you know, there, you know, things could be a little tricky. Um, I, know, I have a friend of mine here that's been single for, I think she said she was divorced for fifteen years, and she's in and out of a relationship. And the the bad part about it is, I mean, because she sees things just one way. Um, and I'm like, wow. And, and anytime she has, you know, it, all her breakups are bad. They're never good. And, you know, I always know when they're bad because I get about 70 texts that, that morning while she's at work and asking what's wrong with them. I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you have to be blunt. You know, the last time she did that to me, I was just like, look, you know, it ain't the guy, it's you. You know, you say you want you say you want a guy that's a freaking dead and he talk nasty to you out of bed, and then it's a problem. I'm going like, you either do want the guy to talk nasty, or you don't. I mean, you're in great shape and all that kind of stuff, but you're going to complain about him talking nasty to you. But he talked nasty to you last night, you know, the night before last in bed. But now, he you know he just you know doing a little small talk just to kind of get you in the mood. For a great human experience now now you dog them. It don't make sense to me. So I can I can see where you can be single too long and then it screws
7: you up.
6: Fred, what do you think, man? Can you be single for too long and never really commit again?
5: Uh <laughs> yes. Um but in the case of what my friend was uh telling me over the phone a couple days ago like this dude he's been single for a very long time plus he has uh he's in like inter- he's in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and uh he that pulls his attention away from his relationship so you may not know like you may not be able to handle or, or be able to function in a relationship cuz you're so used to being on your own and doing what you want that uh you may have forgotten the component or skills to actually have a solid relationship. And you're just and this sure. person's just a, another friend to you, you know? And that like my friend, she she don't feel like she's in a relationship completely because she's always complaining about he's he's coming around to being in a relationship. He's been out of it. So he's he's on that I'm gonna do me, be what I wanna do, I'm 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 busy at work type of dude, so he, it's like he has a relationship, but it's like another piece of furniture in his house. Like that, you know? It's <laughs> kind of bad. So, yeah, I say yes.
6: <laughs> but you know what, though? I kind of, um, I, I feel like I, I get what you're saying. And I, I feel like people who are single for a very long time, most of the time, they're like, if I met a woman and she says, I've been single for three years, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, okay, you're a liar. Um, Because you saying you've been single for three years, that probably means you've had, like, nine, one- or two-month relationships where the dude slept with you and then moved on, you know, and you didn't count it. (laughs) You know, I mean, so I I never believe anyone when they, they say that. I mean, yeah, it can happen, but I just don't think people go that long without truly being single. But I do think that you can get to a point to where you get comfortable. You enjoy... Dating, you enjoy freedom, especially if you're getting sex when you want it, and you just don't want to commit to someone, you know. Or, or maybe you feel like, well, if I commit to this one, then someone finer is coming right around the corner, you know. Someone with, with, with two more inches of of hips and a slimmer waist is coming around the corner. You know, as a guy, <laughs> you, you tend to think that way. You always think it's something better just right around the corner. And uh, which is why a lot of guys get caught up in doing stupid stuff and leaving good women. So it's, it's it can be difficult for some people. The more freedom that they have, the more they just tend to enjoy it, kind of have a little streak of arrogance come about, and you just feel like you can do whatever. <clears throat> and You were going to say something else, Brett?
5: Um, I did want to – just one thing, and, I, and people might laugh when I say this, but and I said this to my one friend i said- um, it, even though a woman has been single, it could be a year, it could be a year and a half and this is with I think with men It's obviously with men too, but it, no regardless if a person is single for a long length of time if you're pretty out if you're out there meeting people on average um a pretty um, a person with a good social life, they always make sure that their needs are taken care of. Um, yeah. R- regardless. <laughs> so, I mean, you're single, but that doesn't mean you weren't intimate or having a sexual activity with a party. So, yes.
6: Right, right. I think it's just a matter yeah. of some things you count, some things you don't. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, you know, met some women who said they were single and you get to know them maybe on a, on a friend level. And, you know, once you become friends, they'll tell you anything. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, you really weren't single. You just dated some dudes that didn't work out, you know? Yeah. So I mean, everyone has their own definition, but um, I, I do think you can can kind of go to your head a little bit and you just get used to it. And um, when you're, when you're comfortable within your own skin then it becomes very difficult for someone to bring you back around. And then if it's a situation where maybe the reason you are single is because you feel like you can't trust people to do what they want to do, then that makes it even more difficult um, to kind of come back full circle. So um, I, I understand the plight. But all right, I'm going to take a quick break, come back with another short topic. And then we'll get ready to wrap up this part of the show. This show is a platform for you. And I don't need to play that. I need to play this.
5: Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net. And you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just a picture.
6: 347 is the number. And really quick topic, and then we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, racists who live in Brazil may want to think twice about what they post on Facebook and Twitter and other social media uh, because there is a group down there. And this group is, what they're doing, they're searching for, um, well, actually this is just on Facebook, excuse me. They're searching for people who post, post racist things on their Facebook page. Once you post something racist, they, I guess, do a name search and they find out more about you and where you're located. And then they find the nearest billboard in your area and they post your racial tweet with your name on it and face uh, your actual Facebook post on a billboard uh, in your neighborhood. And they say it's what they they do to try to hunt down offenders, people who are racist, who, you know, try to, I guess, act like they're okay in the general public, but then post things on social media or whatever, just something to expose them. And I was just curious if that's something that would ever work here. And so, Crystal, what do you think about the idea of posting racist Facebook posts in the neighborhood or cities of the people who put them up?
3: Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, um, I understand the basis of it. I understand where it's coming from, and I get it. Uh, But it's not really against the law, per se. To, uh, I guess, troll or, you know, to say whatever you, you feel on your Facebook page or your Twitter account responding to somebody's whatever because you put it out there therefore people are going to respond to it. So, yeah, I don't – I mean, and, but then to shame somebody and to say um, that this person is racist. I mean, I may have said some stuff on line that, you know, may – be pretty goddamn racist But does that mean That I'm a racist Completely I mean To be called out I mean Maybe in that Particular situation I you know, I don't know I don't know So it's like I don't I, I don't think That's a bit much Personally um, mm-hmm. I can see If they committed A crime Then you can put someone billboard up And say you know I, I mean If they want to do something Hey Do sex offenders Your sex offender Lives at this Address I mean It is posted Actually online But I'm just saying if you wanted to do something like that, to do it for offenders of crimes, as opposed to offenders of free speech, I mean, because that's really what they're breaking now in Brazil. I don't know if that's free speech; if they consider it that. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I think it, I think that's crossing a line a little bit. Um, it's you know taking away people's privacy or ability to to say what they feel. You know to get out what they feel, and if that's a racist comment, then maybe it's a racist comment. Does it mean that they're gonna go around that now committing racist crimes? no maybe that's how they feel, so I don't know,
6: Fred, what about you, man? Do you think that is if they would you be okay if they did that here in the states, and do you think it would be effective?
7: Um
5: I would say. It'd be shocking, but no, it wouldn't be effective because look how, I mean, celebrities get caught saying things they shouldn't say. <coughs> Shout out to Donald Sterling, but um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they caught so. It's going to be like, oh my gosh, and then it's going to go on the no, it's going to be, it's a, <laughs> it's going to go on national air and it's going to be all over Twitter, but it's going to be hot like a new song, and then it's going to go. Bye-bye. So, no, I don't think it's going to be that effective, not mm-hmm. for very long. Just based on how race gets put in the news, we get their face, we get their name, we learn everything about this person. So, that's that's just another way. It's just another, it's just something else to talk about for the time being. Mm, but Yeah,
0: um... Repeat that question. I kind of got the tail end of it.
6: Do you think that um, it would be effective to post racist Facebook uh, status updates on billboards in the cities where those people live as a way of deterring, I guess, blatant racism?
0: Well, I mean, I guess they feel that you know this that that's what they you know think will be effective. and they they're doing it. I don't know if it'll work here. Um, I mean, everybody got their right to their own opinion and freedom of speech. I mean, just like, you know, some people who are running these rebel flags for the wrong reasons, they got their right to their own opinion. If you don't like it, you can always look the other way. But, you know, it's just, you know, in Brazil, if they have their laws a little bit different and they're doing that, you know, more power to them. You know, they, you know, at least, and one thing I can say is, at least they're trying to take a step to try to eradicate it. You know, that's more than more than what you know the United States is doing. So, I applaud them for doing that. You know, for trying it and seeing if it's more effective. Because, you know, maybe things are a little bit different down there. If you do that, and they, you know, they post your your damn mug up on the damn billboard and shit, you know, maybe your employer might fire you or something because you're racist or whatever. I don't know how it works down there. It's different down there than it is here. So. You know if they're doing that and they're getting some success with it, hey, you know that's them, but you know we do have you know we do have freedom of speech and you have freedom of choice and do whatever you want you know hell now you can change you don't like yourself as a damn man or woman, you can change ass about for sex, so I mean shit, I mean, everybody got their own damn style and shit you could be a damn you know you could be a man one minute and a female the next and be a damn- you know woman of the year, and shit it makes no fucking sense but. Everybody got their own style So Okay
6: To the Magnolia State of Mississippi I go The 601 area code To bring on the Minister of Sexual Affairs Show legend Eminem What's happening man?
1: Hey what up Q? What up regular world?
6: Not too much I also want to go to the 865 The um, Excuse me The 865 area code the Volunteer State of Tennessee, and welcome on, Daddy Rich. What's happening, man?
7: What's going on?
6: All right. And Eminem, all right, I mean, posting, you know, someone does have, well, I don't know about Brazil, but in here, we, we we do have free speech. So if you want to be racist, you have a right to post racist things, I guess, and people should not be able to, I guess, deter you from doing that as long as you're not threatening anyone. But what is something they could expose here in the United States that would be very beneficial? Well, if you had an option to expose something on billboards across the country about uh, a certain group of people, who would it be, who would you
1: target? Well, uh, first and foremost, it would be somebody who should represent everybody, which is your publicly elected officials. If they are are not allegedly but proven to be tied to some type of – not necessarily a member but something very supportive of, of of uh of people who clearly without a shadow of a doubt now we're not talking about little petty stuff like you know I prefer to you know my daughter to stick with her race. Nothing 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 like that. I'm talking about hardcore stuff like well we're gonna um you know make sure that you know this gets this and this area gets nothing because, you know, it's it just a, a a slick way of keeping them niggas down and let them kill each other. That kind of stuff, you know, um, because that's what has killed um, progress, even though progress has came a long way with blatant stuff. Now, it's, it's, it's so many different forms of racism, but I'm talking about your more blatant stuff here, the stuff that, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I was accustomed to more so uh, growing up in a very small town. Where pretty much, you know, the judge is the judge, you're an executioner, literally. So if the motherfucker was prejudiced, you fucked in the, in the wrong scenario. Yeah. you know. So, um, exposing that kind of stuff, you know, letting people know that justice is not blind everywhere like it should be, you know. I mean, you know, yeah, I know, you know, blacks is killing blacks and Puerto Ricans killing Puerto Ricans. You know, we can go on and on with eels, but, um, But at the same time, racially, it's it's still at a different level. So uh, one thing that could be exposed is some of this, uh, which don't affect all America, but anybody who's maybe have family in rural America, from rural America, especially in the South, you know, it's like, you know, like wrong turn, literally, but not with Hmm. no damn cannibals, but with, uh, you know, uh, you know, just misrepresentation of the judicial system to persuade certain things. So uh, I think that would be very effective. Now, how billboards and all that, I I don't know who would look at it or or nothing like that, but it would be pretty much anything that could be going to some type of, uh, kind of like what they call the whistleblowers with certain things, Mm kind of like uh, a whistleblower effect for regular rule citizens, especially those that might not be the most educated, just somewhere they can say, hey, you know, uh, you know, this and that is going on. You don't have to worry about some type of extreme retali- retaliation and, you know, where well, the uh, feds can get involved and that kind of stuff. I think it will shore up a lot of stuff because there is, you know, just to set the record straight for people who think, you know, might be hearing this the wrong way. People in small towns don't kiss nobody's ass, especially white people. I mean, black people are very violent, trust me. But it's the it's the laws on the books that fuck you, you know. You know, you get caught with one joint and you get in ten years and that type of shit. They still do that kind of stuff. And this stuff I know for a fact, you know. Um, if you don't speak a certain way in certain scenarios, they'll say you got certain things on you don't have, you know. Um that type of bullshit. But there's no way mm-hmm. to expose that because most people, you know, the the best attorneys are never going to be in a small town, black or white. See what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. so everything is, is always fucked. So you pretty much have a, if you have some type of good whistleblower type mechanism, I think that would help a lot of stuff. Okay. All
6: right. And D.R., what do you think, man? Um, do you agree with Eminem that you should use, maybe attack it like this to expose politicians or is there another group of people you would expose? How, how would you take advantage of that opportunity?
7: That thing that they're doing in Brazil, you said that's where they're doing it? Yep. If they did it here, it would start, you might as well get the purge going because it's <laughs> going to kill it. I'm telling you, man, it's because, All of this stuff with the police killing our people, man, that would make this start the war. That stuff cannot happen because people will use it for the wrong things, and Facebook should know better than to do some crazy stuff like that here because it would start out, I mean, it would start a war. That shit would start a war because, you know, you see people talking about this kid getting shot so many times by that police officer. And there's so many, you know, a lot. yeah, of course we're mad, man. You know, they're killing our people and their kids in the street, raping our women. And these are police. These are people that are supposed to protect and serve. And when you look at the cars over the years, I don't know what year. I think it was around, man, late 90s when I started noticing that protect and serve was taken. Now, that shit was gone, period. There's no protect and serve. It says something about, to disarm or something about to to something to break up stuff It basically is what. Look on the cars now. It it has nothing to do with trying to help. Shit. Their, <laughs> their whole goal is to wreck something. Trust me. And it's turned into a state of emergency. We couldn't do that here, man. That's that right there. They need to leave it where it's at on Facebook because that's privately done. And only the motherfuckers that's on your little situation can see it. That's what it should be. If they did that here, man, you might as well just call a purge because that's what it's gonna be like. People are gonna purge any damn way. I know I would. Let somebody, cool. do, you know what I'm saying? You, I mean, wouldn't you? When a kid gets killed in your town by a police officer or some stuff like that, and then some, and then some post some racist post. Well, that's good for his black ass. He should have got his black ass. Can they put his face up there? You're gonna somebody's gonna find that motherfucker and kill him. Right. I'm telling. Purge. It's it's over. So that's. I don't think that either for the politicians or anything like that. I don't really think we should use that because that right there is just set for killing grounds. We need to keep it where it's at and let it be what it is. If people kill through Facebook, that's a, a, not a normalty. But if you start posting it on damn billboards, it will become a normality that people get killed for that shit. Trust.
6: Okay, I guess that's one way of doing it. <laughs> All right, interesting perspective, people. Um, on tomorrow's show, let's see. Are you patient in relationships? And it takes a look at how some people um bail on relationships too soon, you know, and then you have others who are way too patient, and they stay in bad relationships, or relationships that don't serve any real purpose for them, we'll discuss that tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern, that's uh, Wednesday, December 16th, on the TOTSQ Radio Show, no experts, just opinions. All right, we'll go with final thoughts, and you can discuss whatever we've talked about tonight and give your final two cents. And, Buck, I will start with you. Great
0: show. Um, it's always good to talk about relationships because there's a lot of stuff that you can learn because um, everybody's going through their own set of issues when it comes to relationships, whatever those issues may be. Um the more we talk about it, the better, you know, hopefully we can improve some relationships that are out there that are going through some issues, um, maybe even some of our own. Um, you know, you got. You know, the main thing that I always say, is that you got to communicate in these relationships because everybody's different. And you also don't want to bring any baggage from a different relationship into a new one because that can cause mm-hmm. you issues right up front. So, You know, communication is always very, very important. It's key. And, you know, if you communicate and try to make sure everything's out, you know, make sure everything's out open and be honest. And, you know, if you're feeling something, you know, just be upfront about it. You know, that's the best way to be. Because if you're not, then that's when, you know, things are going to get really cloudy and things are not going to work. So, you know, as long as you do those types of things and, you know, be upfront and, you know, make sure you communicate, things should work well, keep your relationship fresh. Uh, Don't do the same thing every day, so it won't be monotonous. It will not be enjoyable. Uh Um, You know, try to go above above and beyond to make the make the relationship work, and that way it can be as pleasant and foster. So, um, you you know, keep those things in mind. Things should be good. But great show as always. Waiting for some zone coverage.
6: Thank you, sir. And Dr, did you get in final thoughts, man? I know you got in kind of late. I know you got to hear most of it.
7: <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear nothing in the last little bit, but that was pretty cool, man. I like to chime in on that.
3: gave a different
7: different view about it. But uh, yeah, it's good to be on the show, man. Glad you're back. <clears> Time <throat> for some sports, baby. All right. And Fred, you have any final thoughts, man?
6: Fred, still there? I'll check back with Fred. Eminem.
1: Oh damn, man, damn! I didn't know Fred was on the show. Shit. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Okay, go Y'all
5: ahead, Fred. Fred. My... <laughs>
1: um,
5: I be... oh yeah. Uh, when I was um, okay, when I was talking about, you were talking about, would it be effective if uh they took the billboards racist tweets and put on billboards I would say no I'm I'm saying well that's kind of like a bad idea here just one particular point is trying to combat that like you're trying to combat obesity or starvation in America is kind of bad because we all know we all know there's no there's no there's no secret covert system of trying to make uh Americans fat okay Mm-hmm. Right. There's always been There's no target group here But there is a target group of You know Racist discrimination in America You know So you have to t- uh, Target the Our entire Culture In order to do that one But no Sure Totally ineffective um, To do that But that's just the only thing I wanted to say
6: Okay Alright man I appreciate that And Eminem go ahead
1: Oh man Uh Uh Awesome show as always, and, and yeah, I'm saying awesome and great, and I came on late, but but any topic on Talk to Q is a great thing. And, uh, so Thank you, sir. Just throw that out there. Um, now, the the part about relationships, I want to make sure I break it down right. Of course, you are, y'all already y'all know what I'm getting ready to say anyway, but I just want to make sure uh, the aspect of it. What, what was it about the relationship the earlier? Basically, I mean-
6: are single people losers? That's what we were discussing tonight. If you're, if you're a single person, are you a loser? Do people look at you um, as being inadequate because you don't have a significant other?
1: No. Um, I think there's two ways to look at that. Um, the only way me personally, I would view a single person as a loser is if they're not taking advantage of being single. You know, like, you know, I'm just moping around, melting away, and, you know waiting for some shit to come out the sky or something like that that's being a loser you know but going out here and you know planting your seeds and every damn thing you can find that that look, that look good or whatever I mean that's that's you know that's what that's what make settled guys married guys uh has been guys or what I mean you know, when you're single, you got to be the envy of the guys that used to be you or wanted to be you. You know, that's how you live it up, you know.
7: Mm-hmm. You, know uh,
1: you know, Eddie Murphy boomerang, you know what I'm saying, before he got love stroke. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was the American. I mean, that was the, that was the thing, you know. Uh, but now the, hey, you know, I can't get a date to save my life. or uh, When is Mr. Wright going to come walking through the door so I'm just going to, you know, sit here and you know and mope and shit like yeah that's that's a loser mm-hmm. but but that's that's on your own recognizance, that's that's on you you know but other than that you know just saying you're not married oh hell no nah, especially if you're a dude you know and then even if you're a female I mean I'm not going to hate on you know if you um you know just living it up and you ain't just you know making babies you know, then, you know, that's the only downside of that, but if you're not doing that, then, you know, fuck it, you know. Shit, you know, you know, you can, because trust me, a a chick walking around tied down to some nigga, and she got, like, kids by the motherfucker, and she started looking at you getting on planes and going to little events and all that kind of stuff, yeah, they envy your ass, so you got to take advantage of it. And the buzz is off, but the way you solve our relationships people, Especially since my man Fred is on the air, you pass Bill 1313, call your congressman, write your senator, get the shit passed. Sell that ass, sell that ass, sell that ass.
3: What do we get for $10? Everything you want. All right.
6: (laughs) 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 All right, Eminem. (laughs) And uh, I don't know whose buzzer that was. That wasn't mine. I'm not sure Oh, that was? that was. Oh, that Oh, damn. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I thought you got a new sound <laughs> <silent laughs> pick, man.
4: Uh-uh.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that might have been someone playing, playing a joke on you there. Oh, Crystal, shut it junk.
4: down for me. That was, Crystal, is that your
6: buzzer? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't my
3: buzzer.
6: <laughs> um, I would just say
3: being single is a single woman myself. Uh, I have no real regrets About being single I have Mm -hmm. have come to a place in my life Where I'm very happy about it And um, I mean I'm not You know I'm one of those like I said That um, before earlier Who am You know proud of where I am Emotionally and everything I mean I, I just I don't think about it as much as I used to You know as far as being the end-all-to-be-all be of existence. Um, but that's me, you know. And I don't stop people from being in relationships. Actually, I think that you should be in relationships. I think they work better for a lot of people. And it is about what we what we should be doing. I mean, you are supposed to couple. It's hard in this life alone or by yourself. You should, you know, have a partner in life. But not for everybody, it's not going to happen for everybody I won't reject it if it should happen to come along as, you know, Eminem said, if this guy should appear out of the sky, you know, the second coming of Jesus, <laughs> Superman um, so if he comes and yeah, hey I'll, I'll get married or something but anyway, back to reality um, I'm good, I'm fine I'm, you know, whatever but, for you know, and And I I do agree that it's all about How you feel And if you are feeling depressed and lonely And you really want A relationship Then yeah you should go out and you should find it You should figure out what's going on inside of you That you are not Achieving the goal that you want But I don't think you should Feel bad
6: (laughs) I'm sorry you said go out and find it I wasn't sure what you meant
3: (laughs) Anyway, anyway, um, so that's basically <laughs> it. So go zone coverage away. <laughs> I
6: thought you might have been advocating for M&M.
3: <laughs> well, that too, yeah. That too, absolutely. I wish they had some for women. That would be great. But
6: they don't. Uh, well, man, there's your business venture. There you go. Yeah.
3: Because exactly. I can see Crystal
6: totally running a male whorehouse. I can completely see that.
3: But see, for women, uh, it's not a whorehouse. See, we'd have to run it completely different from the way men think of sex. We don't think of sex in the same kinds of ways, so it would be a little different.
6: So you so you would have to sell dates?
3: Yeah, you would sell what women like, want. Sell these, the men will,
6: these men will listen to you. He'll brush your hair.
3: And brush my hair? I don't know many black women I want know. a man brushing their hair. And you're not going <laughs> to yeah, sell the, the white women? Don't white women need love, too, Crystal? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, whatever. They don't, whatever. Are you going anyway. to cut your,
6: cut your business in half?
3: I don't. I never do. No, 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 no. white women what they want, which might
6: be black men. But anyway. I don't know that many white <laughs> women who want their hair
3: brushed either, but anyway.
6: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my thanks for, uh, to all of you for calling in this evening. And uh, I enjoyed the discussion. Hopefully you'll chime in tomorrow about being patient in relationships, something that I'm not and I might need some help with. Um, so my thanks to my show legends. Fred, I appreciate you calling in, man. Good to hear from you. And uh, Thank you. thanks to all the tweet chatters, a lot of people on Twitter participating tonight, Facebook. The upcoming show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then you can go there or go to iTunes or find me there or Stitcher Radio. Uh, stay on the line if you want to talk a little sports. To everyone who who's not into sports, have a good night, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. But right now, we're getting ready to start a little zone coverage. Hey, what up, Q? What up,
1: Radio World? <laughs>
5: We got something to prove tonight. And we start
2: the whole circle thing goes. Help me. the they move, we not out here. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramurals,
0: brother. But they are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play
7: to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got any excuses
2: tonight, Roy? Playoffs? talking about this. playoffs? You kidding me?
7: Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We'll be a dog. You don't need no meows. We don't need no,
0: no cats. We need more dogs. But we talking about practice,
2: man. What are we talking about? Practice?
6: Alright, back with zone coverage on T two Q where we talk sports mainly the NFL. We cover it sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone. You know how we do it. We'll get right to it. Eminem, your Bill Be- your Eagles were able to pull off a win over the Bills twenty three twenty in Philly to move to six and seven and give you all the opportunity to do something in this playoff race. Um Right now, as far as the uh, playoff race is concerned and the NFC least, um, all three of you are tied at six and seven. So um, how will you feel about being able to somewhat contain Shady McCoy and get the W at home?
1: Eminem? Eminem? Uh, I thought I was on mute. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Okay, all right. Yeah, it feels good to get the W, man, because uh, uh, they start making a run, and, you know, when they tied it up, you know, I was like, oh, shit, you know, we about to blow it. But, you know, uh, like I say, you know, a uh, 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 player you all hear, hear me mention the last couple of years pretty often on the squad is Zach Ertz. You know, he's a uh, not just your average quote-unquote, white tight end, and that's not to disrespect nobody, but I'm just saying he he's pretty athletic. You know, he he tends to not just catch and drop, like sell it. You know, he's sure handed but he you know, he catch the ball, he probably much going to come down where he at. So, uh, you know, that, that stretched the field and got us in good field position, and, you know, and we were successful. And we squeezed out of it. And it was bittersweet because I'm sitting up here like, okay, well, I'm glad to still be in the thick of it to actually win the division. But at the same time, I'm no fool. I mean, if if it wasn't the NFC at least, and if we were in the south or north or west, yeah, be uh, over. the season would be over and Chip Keller would be out the door. So it's one of those things like, okay, you know, um, I'm hoping that we can just go on a uh, – you know, uh, a remaining three-game winning streak and at least have a nine and seven record, and mm-hmm. not end up like the year that uh, well, beast mode actually became beast mode on the Saints when uh, Seattle beat the Saints when they was like they won the division. They were like seven and nine because everybody else sucked. You know. And, mm-hmm. uh, cause I know we even debated on should a team even make it with a losing record, even if you win your division. So, um, so I know that'll be a lot of water cooler thing. Whatever teams come out of the east, of course I'm hoping it's it's us. But uh, you know, uh, you know uh, we got a tough one coming up Sunday. We got to play Arizona, but because we did beat the Patriots and we have you know the X Man, Darren Sproles, anything is possible. But. True. Um, But uh, other than that,
6: let me ask you this. You know, they said DeMarco Murray sat with Jeffrey Lurie or whatever. And um, I, I personally, I'm starting to think that DeMarco Murray is probably going to be gone after this one year. And is actually going to probably be back in Dallas unless he has too much pride. But what do you think about DeMarco Murray right now?
1: Well, I mean, I I, I, I feel bad for him because my thing is, I mean, it's not because of just, say, personal stats, but still you still want – I mean, you you don't play just to be a team player. I mean, uh, uh, New England sell everybody that shit, but the the rest of the NFL don't work like that. You know, it's hard to sit back and watch AP missing a damn year (laughs) going back and forth to court, be the leading rusher. And you was just the leading rusher last year. Now you're not even in the top 20 probably. Uh right. because you're not getting the ball. It's not that he can't run. Make no doubt about it. DeMarco Murray is still DeMarco Murray. You know. Uh uh, I resent the way Chip Kelly's using this dude, you know. You know, line him up in the deep eye, let him slam some dive plays, soften the hell up out the defense and then let's stretch the field and stuff. I mean it's it's nothing complicated. Um, uh, but because Chip is Chip, he will not do that shit. Um he does everything, but that just like last year, I was pissed off with him because he would never, ever put Sproles and McCoy on the field at the same time. I, I don't yeah. know what's up with that dude. I mean, it's just certain well, things that people take advantage of. He just don't do so. To Murray's his being credit,
6: to his credit, the um, Eagle running backs had 31 carries on Sunday. So, um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, mean, but that's, that's like you know, like going back, you know, historically, you know. Guys, even guys we grew up on, even though that was a whole different era of the way they played football, you know, from Franco Harris, Tony Dorsett. you know, my Wilbur Montgomery, you know, Walter Payton, you know, later on, you know, when uh, O.J. Simpson before that, and, and uh, of course, uh, you know, Barry Sanders, him. Billy Sims. I mean, that running back by committee, you only do that if you have to do that. If you have a back that don't have to be the committee, that, that can be and the why committee. It. Why do it? That's all I'm saying. I
6: agree. I agree. All right. Well, your Eagles are in first place, and um,
3: the Redskins yeah, got a tiebreaker
6: over yeah. both of you all right now because they, they beat both of you and the Giants head-to-head. So if yeah. the Redskins went out, they controlled their destiny, but the Redskins ain't going to win no three in a row. We know that. Oh, hell. All right. So we'll move on. The Steelers went on the road to Cincinnati and got a to W33-20. Um, in Cincinnati, it really wasn't that close, if you ask me. But um, Andy Dalton went down after um, throwing an interception. He tried to make a tackle, fractured his thumb. So he was out after, the uh, I think, their first possession. And uh, they just weren't the same. A.J. McCarron came in, and he did well. I mean, 22 of 32 for 280 yards and two touchdowns. But he did have two interceptions that prove to be costly. And uh Buck, I mean, your boys, they you got over your two games out of the division lead and you're in a position to where you kinda of strengthen your your wild card um status. Right now you all are uh the number seven team in the AFC so um uh, the Jets have a better conference win percentage over you. As well as the Chiefs, they both have um, a conference winning percentage over you and the Jets as well. So, how do you feel about where you all are right now? Uh, Hold on, I muted. But go ahead, man.
0: Feeling pretty good. Um, I feel pretty good about where we are right now. Um, We're peaking at the right time. Um, We're taking it a game at a time. So. I felt pretty good about going in there playing Cincinnati. I never want to see a player go down because I don't want to hear excuses about why we won or anything. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have cared if the devil, you know, the devil Andy Dalton would have stayed in there simply because I think we were going to whoop their ass with regards to who it was. I mean, we we own Cincinnati and Cincinnati, and we typically split with them anyway. So um, our offense is clicking right now. We have scored over thirty points in six consecutive games. I would. There's not a team in the NFC or AFC to want to play us. Um, our defense is starting to play better. We're rotating our d- defensive backs. We're making, the, you know, we're making the necessary changes. We're making changes every week. Just so, and we're becoming better. Um, and you practice how you play. Um,
4: mm-hmm. Coach Thomas
0: said this week in his conference that you know we practice with officials at our practices just so that we the least penalized team in the league. And, you know, we're one of the top five teams in, in the turnover ratio as well, you know, on the plus side. So when you get down to our red zone and we're picking the ball off, and that's happened in probably three out of the last six games or maybe four in the last six games. I mean, the, deep, the defensive backs that we working is making an impact. Um, Golden's making an impact. Those guys are making an impact. And we're getting to the quarterback and putting them on the ground. So when you – Do those types of things, and we're blocking field goals. I think we got three block field goals in the last six games. So when you're making contributions of offense, defense, and special teams, and it's starting to click at the right time, too, we're getting healthy. Um, Teams are scared of us, so they're trying to keep us out of it. So uh, with Cincinnati losing, they're losing as many players they lost. They lost two other uh, players this week to concussions and knee injuries. Um, You know, I don't see Cincinnati winning out. And we played Denver this week. And I know Denver's got number two defense or number one defense. And, you know, we got weapons. We can throw to the tight ends. We can throw to the wide receivers. We got a good running game. We got weapons. And the defense is coming around. And I feel very good about our chances. I think Denver, we don't have to go to Denver this time. Denver got to come to us. You got to come play us at our house. So. I, and right now I think I think we're in a good position to win out, but we're gonna look at this as a game game you know, one game at a time type situation. And we we'll just have to wait and see. You know, maybe you know Kansas okay. has just got an easy schedule. So we'll see what happens. But I feel good about it.
6: Okay. I mean Cincinnati, I don't think they're gonna lose out. I mean, they got San Francisco and Baltimore on the schedule and they can win with me at quarterback against them. Uh, I mean, their their defense is still good. Their defense still held you all to your lowest uh, total yard output in like two months. So their defense is
1: effective. And uh, hey, uh, yeah, I, I just want to throw this in right quick to book. Um, uh, because I know he mentioned that before, and uh, I I really kind of forgot about it. he mentioned that about the Steelers having referees, actual referees at their practices. And uh, you know, I just want to put it out there that, you know, you know I ain't I ain't hating or nothing like that. But at the same time, I'm just you know calling a spade a spade. That if that was Belichick, they were like, oh, this is so brilliant and all this shit. And I just want to say, you know, to Tomlin or, or whoever idea that was, I think that's man, that's super. I mean, I, that's something I never really thought of that would make sense, but. You know, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, it's specifically brothers, the head coach don't make news until they' about to lose their damn job. <laughs> so, you know, I, I sure. just, you know, I just think that's 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 remarkable, um, something that's different in a good way. Uh, you know,
6: yeah, so. that's true. And they scored thirty or more in the last five games in a row. Yeah.
1: and then like. I think They're the definitely mark- on the uh, row. Not DeMarco the D'Angelo Williams has really, you know, in addition to but you know, what you know, not to what Buck said it makes sense, but one thing that I think could have been added is that the running game really didn't drop that much with the the, the D'Angelo Williams filling in because he not contributed. At all. he's contributed. He's yeah. contributing largely. Yeah. Uh, and I think that helped the offensive line stay consistent.
6: And D R this is your your team too, man, and I ask you as far as um how you felt about the the victory over Cincinnati i mean um uh, i think you all look good i i, I do think that um uh, the game would have i do i personally think the game would have been a lot more competitive had Andy Dalton not been hurt um because when you look at the statistics on, of this game uh i mean you all had a pretty even though you scored 33 points it was still kind of a pedestrian pedestrian type of offense when you look at this actual stats with only 84 mm-hmm. yards rushing and Two hundred and seventy yards passing,
7: yeah, well, was, we played a good game, uh, like Buck said, you know, our defense is getting much better, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we, we told you about Andy Dalton that play that he got hurt on. I don't think that people are realizing how dumb the pass was he was making there i mean the the defender was in front of the offensive player. Right, he was right in his face, basically. But you and know what, just, though? <laughs> I don't
6: think Andy Dalton thought that that man could make that athletic of a play. He threw that ball really low, and that guy adjusted and went down and got that ball. I thought he made a heck of a play.
1: Right. And, hey, don't don't mention heck of a play in that game without talking about how A.J. Green embarrassed the shit out of y'all's secondary, man. That was some video game stuff. A.J. <laughs> <laughs> <A.
0: Day laughs> Green gonna get you. I
4: mean,
7: there's just uh, certain players. Look, I'm not even, to look, 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 to I'm not even gonna comment on that because I don't know, know how far that's gonna take it. I, I don't <laughs> know how far that's gonna take AJ Green. Maybe like like usual, first round of playoffs, maybe.
1: But uh, hey, hey, but I'm just saying, man. I mean, I ain't saying he wouldn't do it on nobody's team, but you know, we giving all these accolades to the Steelers and they deserve it. But oh shit, man, he made them jokes like a pee wee team when somebody's cheating with a kid too old. I mean, that's what that shit looked like. He jumped up. So well, one thing thing I way, one of them went the other one. <laughs>
2: there was a there was a little
1: little scuffle at the pregame
7: that's extended
2: a little oh, bit I further.
7: And uh, uh-huh. Tom was already issued a, a warning out to the league, and that that goes for everybody. That uh, y'all need to watch that man. Don't don't come up in Pittsburgh thinking y'all gonna show us around because. We started that bullshit and we'll finish it. Damn yeah, just All
1: right. Just, hey, yeah, this is Y'all, just stay in Western Pennsylvania with it. Don't, 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 don't come those
0: That's fine. There's going to be certain players in the league that going to get there. But you know what? They didn't get the win. So I don't get it. Yeah, a damn that's called Andy Dalton got hurt, man.
1: That's called Andy Dalton got I hurt. Don't
0: damn with that. I mean, we, <laughs> we're not going to blame it. On. Look. Hey, damn, came out there and threw that damn, damn rock.
1: Yeah, pick six. Bottom
0: line of it is, the bottom line of it is, I don't give a damn who at quarterback. I don't give a damn who at wide receiver. Who got the win? We got. Yeah. That. Yeah.
1: How long is gonna be out, you he gonna
6: be out? They don't know. They say he doesn't require surgery. Now, initially, they were saying he'll be he might be out for the rest of the year, but now. It's kind of up in the air because he doesn't require surgery, so I don't know what his plan is. But I don't see how you throw with a fresh <laughs> thumb, thumb on your
1: on your throwing. I hand. don't either. That's gonna be. I, don't, I don't see him, him coming back. Me.
0: I don't see him either. Not I, even in I the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I don't.
6: I don't see him coming back. So, um, I mean, that might that might be. But I think AJ McCarron. I actually like him as a quarterback. I don't know why, because Alabama quarterbacks normally suck. But I actually like A.J. McCarron, and I'm not saying that he can, you know, win a Super Bowl or anything like that. But um, guarantee it. <laughs> I mean, I can see him being one of these Tom Brady types that he does a good enough job to where he does get some consideration as a starter, maybe somewhere else. I don't think he takes over for Andy Dalton like Brady did for Bledsoe. Yeah, but, he um, could
1: audition for Cleveland, shit, because they're going to be right for one. Or, or the the Jets
6: should be looking for one well, not the Jets, uh uh but yeah, the yeah, the Jets I think. Uh, even though Fish played well, I think ultimately uh I don't know if they're gonna try to keep him or not. Yeah,
1: but, but they, uh basically one more than anybody. Let's see.
6: I got uh Ray holding down in the seven three two hit one when you're ready. I got someone from Skype collar, what's your name? Hello Yes sir. Are you referring to me?
8: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening. Uh, How are you doing? I uh, just wanted to comment briefly on your topic here. You asked the question. I know, are you guys in the sports mode now and off of the relationship discussion or what?
6: Yes, sir. You got to catch us at 10 o'clock Eastern to get the main topic.
8: Oh, okay. uh, All right. Thank you.
6: All right. Now the problem is Mr. Solution. Yes, sir. Okay. It was good to hear from you, but yes, sir. You can catch us a little bit earlier. Um because we normally get into sports around, like, 1130
8: Eastern. Sounds good. I would just ask this one question uh, regarding sports, and I think I may have uh, raised this before. The people who are, who are so fanatical or lunaticish about sports, have they invested in any of the sports teams? They do trade on the New York Stock Exchange.
6: And, yeah, we did discuss that uh, once before, and I thought it was a very – uh, good discussion You know, I was trying to remember we're
1: What show was Bay. We were talking about Green Bay doing it and somebody.
2: Yeah, else.
8: you raised some yeah. good points I thought your points were great But I'm just going to say uh, quite candidly It's foolhardy for adults To use all their brain power Or certainly a good portion of it um, Regarding something That they could be involved in In a serious way And they're totally outside of it it just seems like a foolish move to me, and people who get involved in sports are just consumed with it. I think that's why they're yeah. called, quote-unquote, fanatics.
0: Fanatics. So
8: I would just say to really be involved with sports, hell, buy some damn stock in a sports team, and mm-hmm. and don't be stupid. So anyway, I'll hang out in the queue and for a moment and uh, just listen to you guys.
6: All right, all right. Well, I appreciate you chiming in.
8: Sure enough, thank you.
6: Alright. And get to the seven three two area code to Garden State, New Jersey. I bring on Ray. What's happening, man?
2: Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? Doing all right. Good, well, right? Ray, your um,
6: your Raiders beat the Broncos fifteen twelve to move to six and seven and keep your playoff hopes alive. Now you're still two games behind the Steelers right now, so you're gonna need some help. But uh the Broncos fall to ten and three. You went to Denver and you were able to pull it off uh with a strong second half showing, even though uh right, well let me ask you this. I, I heard and I I was at a sports bar so I couldn't I didn't have any volume on the game. Did Oakland go for two when they were up fifteen yeah. to twelve because their long snapper was hurt?
2: Yeah, well when they, when they first happened, they it was fifteen to twelve. Right. And he actually went uh, Del Rio went for two points. You know, of course, you know, that just caused all kind of anger and confusion, and, you know, I just really didn't understand what the hell he was thinking because, you know, four points to five points, a touchdown still beat you. Right. But later on, they did say that our long snapper got hurt on the on – the, uh, It seemed like they would have somebody with, else who could do it, though. That, I mean that, – that? That, they, that they recovered the ball. I mean, well – You know, when you have 53 roster spots, you know, most of the time they don't hold extra spots for, you know, a long, extra long snapper. But But I I did see when we signed somebody today to the active roster to be our long snapper. Okay. And I realize it's
6: a a very important job. It just seemed like that somebody would be good enough to to do it for an extra point more so than a – it's not going to be harder to punt with somebody who don't
2: know what to do. But, okay, I was wondering what happened. Yeah, but, he, he tried to go, but but you know, he hiked the ball, and a few a few plays later, Chad missed the field goal because yeah. well, I don't want to say necessarily on him. The snap was high, King got it down, but he still missed it. So yeah, you know, I, I was glad that we could go up there and you know, second well,
6: half. That's am gonna say. How in the world do you have eight first downs? 27 yards rushing, 135 yards passing, and 10 penalties, and yet you still end up winning
2: on the road. Khalil Mack. Khalil yeah. Mack had five, had five sacks. I mean, he was playing ball the way you supposed to play ball. He was bull rushing. He was, you know, you're supposed to get – on that line. you supposed to be physical. Nowadays, you got too many guys trying to be like Javon Hurst. You know, trying to beat you with speed and all that. Yeah, that Like I say, that shit there is limited. That's why you see guys like Clowney, you know, they get off once in a while. But they ain't going to be nothing because all they're trying to be is is speed. You know, got 10% body fat and you 275 pounds. I don't mean shit. You got to be able to play ball. And I think that, you know, Khalil Mack basically took over the game. And, you know, we was fortunate to get the win because I was just hoping, you know, something didn't didn't come up because we lost about four games this year just in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. So, you know, we was able to go up there and get the win, and, you know, it, it was a real good victory. I know we won't make the playoffs because, you know, either Pittsburgh got a fall or Kansas City got a fall and Kansas City got San Diego, and they got, or they got Cleveland and Baltimore and San Diego, and they know where in hell they're going to lose all three of them. And, you know, Pittsburgh is, is, is hot and they're rolling, so, you know, they trying to kiss Cincinnati, actually. So, you know, they ain't going to take their foot off the gas. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, my thing was. I thought we could have won more games this year. we losing games with no time on the clock and stuff. But now I know we have the players to put a good product out on the field. You know, nobody yeah. expected us to be nowhere this year. And, you know, we now, free agents, not afraid to come to Oakland. Now sure. we make good decisions, good draft picks. Resign so, Yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean, I like Crabtree. You know, he came out of college. He ain't what he was supposed to be. But he is a, a, a good receiver, you know. I, he's, he's another gas-in-his-ass kind of guy. You know, you give him that money, okay, we're going to see what you look like. Now he's playing for the money, you know. But it, it was a good move on our part. I feel like we had no choice but to re-sign him. But... I think if we can get one or two more guys, maybe two more cornerbacks or something in the draft, I think we we could really be dangerous. Because Khalil Mack leads the league in sacks right now, I believe, unless J.J. White got him Sunday night. If Alden Smith come back halfway decent, we're going to have a hell defense. You can't run it inside or outside. Okay. And uh,
4: let's
6: see, looking at sack totals, um, where is it? I thought I just had it in front of me. Sack totals: Khalil Matt does lead by half a sack. He has fourteen now, over Ezekiel anson and JJ White, who have thirteen and a half. That's his third straight multi, multi-sack game. Um, he's had four more sacks in three straight games, so that's uh, that's 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 pretty phenomenal right there.
1: And he might he might have have a chance to hold on to the lead because uh, JJ Watt injury is impacting them. You could, you could tell the way he looked Sunday. You know he he, he uh, some of his uh, arsenal has been reduced. And, uh, but yeah,
6: so but the Raiders uh, they got the victory. But what does this mean, uh, Dr? What does this mean for Denver? I mean, Brock Os- Osweiler still looked pretty good. Um, I mean he's thirty five of fifty one with three hundred and eight yards, no touchdowns, but he didn't have any interceptions. Now that he's lost the game, are they gonna be looking to put Peyton back in there if he's healthy?
7: No, I don't think so. I, I think they're gonna be comfortable with Brock probably to the end of the season. Uh I don't think that uh Peyton will play the rest of the year, man. Um you know, I've been hearing maybe, but I, I think, really, man, with his age, he probably should just just heal, get healed, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, especially they got the Steelers, you know, they got to go up to the Steel Country, man, uh, Sunday. So that's gonna be tough on. Huh? That's gonna be a hard times, you know. So I would, I wouldn't recommend them bringing him back that game because the Steelers are still pissed off at the Bengals for all that stuff they tried to do to Big Ben. So, uh, he probably should just go ahead and just sit on out and let that game be what it is, even if he is thinking about it. <laughs> well,
6: yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, I think they should let Oshawa uh, we... to keep his job. I think he's, he's doing an okay job. All right. He's starting us. Yeah, uh, Green Bay moved to 9-4 for a 28-7 win over the now 4-9 Cowboys up at Lambeau Field. And, uh, man, this game was painful to watch. I was telling Buck, it was like being in a cage and watching somebody beat your kids. You can't do nothing but just tell your kids, you know what, don't cry. (laughs) Don't give them the satisfaction (laughs) of letting them see you cry. Uh, The offense is abysmal, man. Now, even with 171 yards rushing, uh, it really don't do you any good if it's in between the 20s. You know, the Cowboys in the red zone are – just not creative, Uh, they're they're very bland, and Matt Castle is just not a good NFL quarterback. He he is not at all, man. This dude, the offense is, I I thought with Brandon Whedon, first of all, Brandon Whedon played uh, in a very basic offense, all right, because he's Brandon Whedon. And I, I, I get that. I don't understand why you bring that guy in as your backup, but I get that. I thought things would change with Matt Castle that after he got a little chance to, you know, learn the offense a little bit, they'll open it up for him. He does the same thing Brandon Whedon does. I mean, he throws the ball five yards down the field. I mean, the longest pass uh, of the night, was nineteen yards to Terrence Williams late in the game. But I mean up for up for the longest it was just a ten yard pass to Jason Witten. He doesn't throw the ball downfield very often. And it's it's problematic, you know. And it's really affecting the running game. It's affecting the offense as a whole because no one has to worry about the running game because they know that you're not going to throw it deep on them. So they can go ahead and crowd the line of scrimmage.
1: And hey, hey I was key drops, though, early in that game, too, to
6: kind of. That's true. There were some big drops. Um, Dez, once again, had, had another bad game. And uh, I'd shut him down, personally, uh, because, I, I mean, he's just not playing well. And I know folks want to say he's not 100% and all that. Well, I mean, no nobody's 100% at this point of the year. So I'm not going to say that dude is not playing well. And it could just be because when he doesn't have his quarterback and two of the teams doing poorly, I think there's a lot going on right now. And I just shut him down. Ain't no sense in him getting hurt. Now, even though the Cowboys are mathematically still in this playoff hunt, um, at four and nine, you have to win your last three games, and you got to have everyone in front of you lose two. That's not going to happen, more than likely. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> So, but I mean, they got to play judgment. No, no, no,
1: no, no. I I don't see the Cowboys winning three, but. Right. But everybody losing at least two, I hate to say it, but that's highly possible.
6: I mean, you're talking about, they got to, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are three winnable games, the Jets, the Bills, and the Redskins, but that's winnable only if you're playing well, and Dallas is not playing well. Dallas hasn't played a, I don't think they've played a good football game, since, um, well, probably since they, they, they game they lost to the Eagles in overtime. Even though they lost, they actually played halfway decent. Um, uh, they haven't scored 30 points all season. All right. I mean, so this is a team that has problems scoring points. They have problems generating anything inside the red zone. Um, all they do is get inside the 20, and then Dan Bailey comes in and makes the Pro Bowl. So, um, I would just shut it down, man, to be looking towards the draft and trying to get somebody uh, decent. Um, Brandon Carr hasn't had an interception since, what, 2000? Well, no, he had one last year sometime. But the Cowboys' defensive backs haven't had an interception in over 500 passes.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
6: Their yeah, defensive would, backs haven't, haven't had an interception in over 500 passes. The last interception... I mean, that just was made garbage. by Cowboy DB was by Orlando Scandrick, who didn't play, hadn't even played this season.
1: But, but Q, just in the division alone, the, the subpar performances this whole season, seemed like that stat alone would be erased. So,
6: yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the defense, as, I mean, they play kind of like a lot of man-to-man and you, you may not get a lot of DBs picking off stuff from man-to-man to coverage unless you're like a Darrell Dur- Revis type or something like that. But um, they're, they're just not doing anything, man. They're very conservative. And then if you notice, and I know, I'm sure y'all have seen enough Cowboy games to notice, for the most part, whenever another team comes in, their quarterback has, like, a uh, 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 75% completion percentage against Dallas and doesn't throw any interception. They could be the worst quarterback. I think of some of the quarterbacks they've played this year who haven't had all that great of a season. Uh, I mean, you got, you got a rookie in Jameis Winston who play, who's played well. Um, you, you know, Matt Ryan looked good. He looked bad against everybody else. Um, you know, Eli's had his moments. Where he's, you know, he's looked great this season, but of course he always looks great against Dallas. Kirk Cousins has looked. Great. I mean, everyone that plays Dallas, their quarterback looks great dating back to last year, and it's because they're not being challenged by the DBs. If Sean Lee doesn't pick you off, then ain't nobody gonna pick you off, and that's kind of how it works. So they can't um, get a tip, huh? Can't even get that, um, and I think that. And, but you know, what, I take that back. I've seen three Cowboy DBs get interceptions this year, and all three of them were nullified by penalties. Two of them were pass interference, and one of them was offside. So,
0: yeah.
6: I mean, I uh, that's messed up. Yeah, even when they get one, you know, it's because they pushed off or someone did something wrong and made the quarterback scared to throw the ball. So, yeah, Jerry Jones. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if he wants to keep trying, then you know I'm all for a team to keep trying. But man, the moment they get eliminated from the playoffs, and I shut everything down. I, I'd have everybody on the bench, and then I'd be doing the coaching. I got a
0: session. question. I got a question.
6: Yeah.
0: Now I'm not a cowboy fan, but I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm just got to be. I, I just got to say what I say. Now I'll, I'll sit there and watch that game with you. Now. It's just my own, and I know Rob Melanary, whatever his damn name is, as far as the defensive coordinator goes, Mary yeah. Melan. He's a deep, you know, he's noted, tallied, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He's supposed to be, you know, one of these defensive gurus. Look, it, y'all got a great front, you know, front four. Okay, Sean Lee's one of the best inside linebackers on the He's just injury prone, but I mean, you gotta look at, you gotta look at upper level management. I mean Barrett Church. Other than that, y'all ain't got nobody in the secondary. You got you got a little bit of potential, but he's raw in that boy that that plays special team number 38. I can't think of his name. He, yeah, Pete got he got some he got some he got some potential if he could get more of Jones is
1: good. I think yeah, Byron would, Jones the rookie. is good. Yeah,
0: I think he would be kind of like a you know along the lines of a. Or uh, John Lynch, like he was. Like, like, in, Why you got him to Bay a white player?
1: That's
6: racist.
0: Because he is a white player. That's what like, I'm saying. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm not being racist. I'm just telling you what who I can compare him to that come to mind. All I'm telling you is this: you need a new defensive coordinator. You need a new offensive coordinator because y'all ain't got no more than fucking ten plays. So I mean, if y'all don't throw it to Jason Wynn, you throw throwing to Des Bryant, and if you ain't, and that's it. Y'all don't throw to nobody else. You can't develop the other receiver because you don't, don't never throw that to That might him. be on the you quarterback, though, receiver. man. It, it may That's be on the quarterback, but mean, it, I mean, it's not, not like the other guys, guys don't run around. Hey. Well, we'll speaking of, of quarterback. If you ain't it to Brown same you ain't going to Jason Witte, he ain't throwing it nowhere else. You hey. have to spread the ball around. And if you don't spread the ball around, you can't develop those two receivers. When, Y'all ain't got When Rombo hey,
6: was is, when you look at um at Cole Beasley, when Cole Beasley hasn't had really any catches since Romo got hurt, um this is the guy who
3: got
6: is this is the guy who got um targeted, um I think eighty percent of his targets came when Romo was was healthy, and then the moment you know even against Carolina when when Romo got hurt again, um he had been targeted seven times in that game, and he's only been targeted seven times since then. Uh, so yeah. I think it's just a matter of Matt Castle <laughs> just not being comfortable with certain with certain players as he should be, or taking chances on the outside with
1: Terrence yeah. Williams. He won't he won't throw to Terrence Williams at all. Yeah, Matt Castle. I, I, I had never. I always thought Matt Castle was overrated. I mean, when, he, he had a, and, uh, hmm. uh, some good games up in New England, but shit, that's when they had Randy Moss and. Uh, a lot of the, the key defensive uh, players they had were still in place. And he kind of just got a lot of fanfare for that 11 and 5 season they had, but he ain't did nothing. But, uh, but you, yeah. I was going to ask you, man, is, is there any rumors about y'all picking up RG3? I mean, not that that would be effective, but I'm just curious.
6: Nah, nah. The only rumors I've been hearing is a trade, um, a fourth round pick for Johnny Manziel. That's the only one well, I've heard.
2: You've yeah, better than that.
6: And, we well, I mean, that's what I've heard, and I guess the reason why Johnny's not going any higher is because, one, um, you know, he obviously has yeah, the type yeah. of, yeah, off-the-field problems, And, two, um, it's not that he's just been lights out as a player. You know, he hasn't had the opportunity to really get in there and do anything. So because Cleveland doesn't know what he can do, and he has off-the-field problems. I think a fourth is, is is probably generous, even though you may be getting a steal. But by the same token, you're also bringing him home to Texas, where has been the source of this problem. So I don't know if it's a good idea or not, if there's any truth to it. Uh, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't turn him down or
2: anything, you know, Johnny Manziel. Johnny yeah, uh, is a equitable football player. Every time he get out yeah. there, he get a child on And. Give do do a fourth-round pick for a guy that could be your starting quarterback, because Romo is done. He might well fix that. He may come play here or there, but them shoulders mm-hmm. and all that are going to go yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Three,
1: what, what,
2: what them three shoulder issues,
6: problems and two back surgeries. I, I think Romo is, is is done with playing 16 games at this point. You know, he, you may be able to get some stretches out of him, but – I would definitely look for somebody who can play immediately. I, that's why I, I'm not interested in anybody in the draft because I don't think there's any quarterback who can just come in and start day one right now. Um, but you got to find somebody who you have some confidence in because more than likely, if Romo gets hurt again sometime next year, I think that's going to hey. be it for him. That's going to be a wrap. I think
1: not with the, the current off offense. Start. But I, I think Prescott would be okay with the old Cowboys from last year with Murray was basic where you running more than anything else. You just need a guy just to pretty much conserve the football, not but but right now with the current offense, it wouldn't work. So
4: if it was if cowboys
1: Prescott with DeMarco Murray would work out pretty good for a rookie. I mean, you know, of course y'all ain't gonna win the division or nothing like that with a rookie, but you know,
0: you don't make a lot of mistakes. But if, the problem if is, I was the, is if, if I was the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, I would clean house. And I would clean house with player personnel, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and bring some people in there that know how to draft people first. And secondly, I mean, you need to – I think now that Dallas has enough cap room at this point where they can draft some sensible – free agents, uh, maybe a running back, maybe a quarterback, maybe a uh, defensive back, and challenge those, you know, take on those issues via the, you know, via free agency. And then filter in some new guys. But they got them, whoever they pick in the office, they got to make sure that Jerry Jones don't tinker with, it, tinker with the player player picks because he's been more of a problem than actually the people that he's brought in there. The people I think that he's brought in so far don't fit a, a Dallas Cowboy-type team. Um, if you want to keep the head coach, okay. Jason Garrett played for the team. You want to keep him as a coach. You know, half the time he's deer and head like on the sideline. He don't even know what the damn half the penalties are still, and he's been coaching for I don't know how long. But you need he needs a supporting cast. And the offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, they both suck. They need to get rid of them start over, get a new player personnel, new GM, and somebody that can take control of this team and be able to pick players that actually fit, you know, a scheme that will work. And the offensive line is not as good as everybody thought it was because otherwise Tony Romo's damn shoulder wouldn't be tore out the frame. So you might want to get some offensive linemen too on top
6: of it. Well, I, don't, I, oh, I, I disagree with that. I, I think that the part of the problem with the offensive line This year is that you don't have a running back That scares you So it allows you to take more chances And more shots at the quarterback Uh, Because where Jerry Jones went wrong Jerry Jones said And this is something that a lot of people Said right? And Where where he went wrong Is that Jerry Jones said you know what Even though we don't have DeMarco Murray uh, Joseph Randall Can still be a 1300 yard back Alright And in all honesty I believe that too you know, that he'd be a 1300 yard back, but by the same token, 1300 yards and 1800 yards is completely different thing. All right. I mean, you know, you got a lot of pedestrian running backs that can probably get close to 1300 yards just from being consistent and getting about 65, 70 yards a game. Um, so he thought that, you know, that was going to be good enough. All right. It wasn't. All right. So he didn't do anything there. Um, he ended up paying Dez Bryant the same thing uh, that Dez initially really wanted when negotiations started in the spring. He waited all summer for Dez to miss Dez to miss all the off-season programs and everything, and um, Dez missed all that off-season work, and what happens? He comes in the preseason, pulls his hamstring, you know, because he's not in shape, and then he ends up breaking his foot, uh, and basically he could have given him that money back in the spring, all right? So, I mean, he just did a lot of things wrong. He could have given DeMarco Murray the money that he wanted, but he didn't want to pay someone at that age that had that workload, that type of money, all right? And, I mean, so there are a lot of things that he could have done differently because Jerry Jones is thinking to himself, you know what, I'm only one good player away from the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to, you know, worry about this, I'm not going to worry about that. And because of that, he didn't have any depth, you know? he didn't He, he didn't account for... Well, what happens if Orlando Scandrick goes down before the season starts? What happens if Romo goes down? What if my starting running back has off-the-field issues and I have to cut him? I mean, you know, what happens if Dez goes down?
2: He had so many I mean, things
6: go I, wrong and I, I, he didn't have a backup plan.
2: I, you know, but but this, this is what I say to all that. I think the Cowboys made some of the best draft picks in the last three years or so, or four years as anybody in the league, but the problem is is they're the Cowboys. Before last year, the Cowboys hadn't really won anything. Now, did they want to pay DeMarco Murray? Now we look back on it. Now it looks like a mistake because DeMarco Murray is not happy where he's at and the Cowboys are having issues. Yeah, If somebody were to tell you that you got Joseph Randall, you have uh, Darren McFadden, and I forget what the other boy's name is. That and if we got yeah. behind that offensive line, pretty much they would have. But damn, you ain't got your quarterback. That's what everybody keeps forgetting. You don't have your quarterback, so all we mm-hmm. got to do is put men in the box to slow you down. Now you don't have your best quarterback in Orlando Scandrick. You know, so therefore, if you don't have corners, it's hard to stop anybody in this league. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed like to me everybody wanted to pick up where they left off. But your two best offensive players are not on the football team. Romo and, and uh, DeMarco, DeMarco Murray. And, you know, there's Brian. We're not going to blame it on being out of shape. I mean, the man got injured, but at the same time, right now, he's supposed to be healthy, and your, hand, your feet ain't got shit to do with your hands. He's dropping the football. He sure is, and you know he's doing more talking than he is playing, and that's just what the fact is. Now, can they rebuild? Can they bring in Manziel? Can they get some draft picks? Sure they can, but right now with the Cowboys the way they are, I can't see them guys passing Green Bay, the Carolinas, the Seattle's. I don't give a shit what they do. You know, yeah, because they put a good product on the field, maybe so. But where are they going to get it from? You know, to me, what they need to do is give up a, a second, maybe a third-round pick and try to get DeMarco Murray to come back over to their football team. He's only guaranteed, what, $16 million in the deal. Hell, Philadelphia's paying him the eight. So you bring him in for eight. He don't do what he's supposed to do. You cut him. But – They need him. Right now, they could have been doing pretty good had they still had their running back. But everything stalled. So, you know, you can blame, we can blame Jerry Jones and all that. Jerry Jones made a lot of mistakes in prior years. But when you look at the moves that he's made as far as getting Zach Martin instead of Manziel and getting all these offensive linemen and all that, he did a, a good job. You know, it's just not the time. And I don't know if they're going to get the time with Romo being there. So,
6: I think, um, yeah, Jerry Jones, as far as um, building the offensive line, he did a great job. I think he's done decent with the defensive line, even though they still need some maybe a defensive tackle um, who's a little more solid. Um, I think they need some playmakers on defense to get them the ball. I mean, Sean Lee is the only playmaker on defense right now. Um Greg Hardy's been getting stuff lately. He's been getting a lot of double teams. And Randy Gregory is not um, doing enough on the other side. So, um, I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence has played well. Oh, I got the hiccups. But um, I think in those those DBs, they need some more playmakers. They need some folks. They need like a ball-hawking safety or somebody who's going to turn that ball over. And I think ultimately uh, Byron Jones plays safety on, on some packages, I don't know if he's going to be better at say, I would rather him play corner, but he's really good at safety. So I don't know if he could be an option back there or, or not, but they got to have somebody who can make some plays because right now, um, the defense is like a band don't break defense. And if the other team doesn't make a mistake, then they're just going to have these long drives going down the field and, and scoring whenever they want to. And it's just kind of a problem. But, um, uh, yeah, if they have the opportunity to get DeMarco Murray back, I don't think he will be the same. I just don't. But I think he um at least give you a boost of confidence and, and hoping that you can get at least 80% of what you once had. So it's not like he's going to have any wear and tear playing with the Eagles
2: because they're not giving him the ball. Yeah, but what he got going for him is he got that Emmett Smith thing. He run five yards before anybody put a hand on him.
6: So they like that
2: in Philadelphia. He got he the quickness. He tries
6: to run it, hard, but the holes are hard. Yeah. But the one thing I can say about him that I can't say about DeMarco or, or anybody else on the Cowboys team, DeMarco uh I mean uh, Darren McFadden, DeMarco and Murray at least have touchdown runs of like more than twenty yards. I mean, he does a pretty good job of not getting caught all the time. And for Darren McFadden to always be as fast as everyone says he is, man, he I ain't seen him run away from nobody yet, and I, Felix Jones was the same way. Everybody talks about how fast Felix Jones was, man. I just get to see Felix Jones get caught on kickoffs, you know, even when he was breaking out the sideline. So, I don't know where the speed is that was in that was in Arkansas, but it, it definitely hasn't been translating over the um, in Dallas. Maybe they did come to Texas; they slow down. I'm not sure, but um, at least Demarco can get you a forty, fifty yard run every now and then. About getting caught all right so uh seattle right now man i mean they destroyed baltimore 35 to 6 which we, we know baltimore is a bad team but they did what they're supposed to do to bad teams they embarrassed them uh russell wilson five touchdowns this guy thrown like four touchdowns 14 touchdowns in the last three games or something like that uh Seattle, even without Marshawn Lynch, even without Thomas Rawls, who got hurt early in the game, uh, they're still rolling right now, man. And and I'll be honest with you. Right now, I think Seattle is capable of beating everybody in the NFC. Um, I don't know if they can beat the Panthers without a, a healthy running back. But um, I, I think they can pretty much give everyone in the NFC a run for their money. I, I mean, Ray, what do you think about what Russell Wilson is doing with Seattle right now?
2: Well, first, I, I want to say that, you know, for years, you know, everybody has taken a lot away from Russell Wilson. Talking about Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is a good running back. We're not taking nothing away from him. But at the same time, you know, we're not blaming Big Ben's success on, you know, Jerome Bennett and, and Le'Veon Bell and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, when a guy's making plays, you got to give him some credit. And right now, him and Doug Baldwin both are making plays. And, yeah. you know, there's no Marshawn Lynch. And he winning. Tyler, they say, well, Thomas Rawls got there. was doing his thing, isn't it? No Thomas Rawls. And they nope. winning. I mean, they ain't winning by a little bit. They, you know, cracking heads out there. So, you know, I think he got to get his man some credit. I respect a good running back on any team, but the man is a superstar quarterback for a reason. Yeah. Because he can make some plays. But Seattle. And I don't know what it's going to take for people to respect him. I don't know what it's going to take. No, we, we, we picked our teams a few weeks ago, our top five. And, you know, I had Seattle in there at number three. Because see Seattle has that championship pedigree, they know how to get ready for the moment, just like Cincinnati, whether they got the red rifle or they don't have the red rifle until he do something in the playoffs, I don't believe they're gonna do nothing and if if Pittsburgh go up there, they're gonna beat them if Kansas City go up there, they're gonna beat them, and there's gonna be another excuse on what happened and why a guy went in the tank and all that other kind of stuff. And it, it's no no excuse for it. Now, a guy like E.J. McCarron, he might take him somewhere because, you know, he did his thing in Alabama and he was a winner. Now, nothing against Andy Dalton. He's he playing the way he planned. He's going straight to the whole thing. But mm-hmm. Can he take you there? I don't know until I see it. But Seattle is is, is doing their thing right now. they hit me their and Russell Wilson is the reason for that. And you know, no Jimmy Graham, they still performing better without him than with him. So that that definitely says something. So I just think you know we ought to give him a little more credit than putting it on the running back. He definitely needs more more credit. Man.
6: Definitely needs more credit. So all right, so but. Uh, let's flip back to the, the AFC, and uh, the Patriots made easy work of the Texans last night, 27-6, to 6, and the Patriots now have sole possession of first place once again at 11-2. and two. Um, Do you think th- uh, that if the Patriots do wind up with home field advantage, that that's going to make it that much more impossible for them to beat?
0: No, because um... – uh, they they got two players that had to put on IR this week, one of them being LeGarrette Blunt, And uh, they're, they're Shoot, losing they players have, like...
6: They haven't they, even been giving him the
0: ball. Yeah, they are losing players. And, you know, there's only so much Grunt can do. You know, he don't have any wide receivers to throw to. It's going to be very, very difficult, even at home, for New England to continue to win. I mean... I mean, when you're getting the kind of injuries that these guys are getting at this, this part of the season, you can get the first round by, but it ain't going to make a damn bit of difference when you have a hot-ass Steelers team coming in there or maybe even a Kansas City team coming in there or, you know, maybe even Denver. I mean, right now, I mean, they and Denver already did whooped their ass one time. So any of those three teams right there can wipe out New England at this point. So... Uh, you know, no, no running game, and you know they just trying to draw straws to get running backs. They picked up a, a running back off the practice squad from the Broncos today. I don't even know. I ain't never heard uh, uh, Marty Ball. They picked his ass up. So, and I mean, they have issues. And I mean, I know they're gonna play Patriot foot Patriot football in the Patriot way, whatever it is. But they, gonna, I mean. I don't know if y'all been paying attention, but, you know, uh, Tom Brady's been getting this bell wrong here lately. And the offensive line ain't, too, ain't as, as good as it used to be. So I just think they got some issues, and I think it's going to really show once it gets in the playoffs because they ain't going to have anybody to put in those play. You know, next man up ain't next, in New England It's not next man up in Pittsburgh or next man up in Denver. So I just think that um, they're going to get their ass whooped. Come, come I play. think as um, long as Tom Brady
6: I mean, ain't we, point getting
2: hurt, they're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's what I was going to say. I mean, I like Big Ben. I like, you know, Antonio Brown. I like all them guys. And I always said all season that if you guys can put up 35 points, you got a chance against anybody. But to go on there feeling like you guys could whoop New England, we're going to have to see that in order to believe it. I mean, it's possible? It it, possible, but Belichick is going out-coach Simple as that. I mean, I you put know, to you, me, put just like too this, much, the, and you do not gamble, gamble you like New England.
0: My thing is this. Any game that the Steelers have lost this year has been by our own hand because we've turned the ball over. Not because I, I, the disagree, other I
6: disagree We're, with you there. You got to give those teams credit for taking that ball. Y'all just, y'all just don't lay the ball down. I mean, yeah. every
0: team that has turnovers uh, is going to lose.
6: Every team that has turnovers I'm is going to
0: lose. I'm just telling you. I, I, I ain't giving. I'm not giving any team any credit because I know how I know how we play play football, and I mean we only lost by seven points against New England. So my thing is this: as long as we do not turn the ball over, we're going to win the football game hands down. So. If we win the turnover ratio, we can beat anybody in the National Football League, period. Oh, yeah. that That's,
2: that's true I for, that's for both teams. Though, just about Yeah, I yeah. think there's 80%
6: of the teams. If New England's going to turn over the ball, ain't nobody going to beat them. And,
2: and then, you know, I mean, like I say, you guys got probably one of the best offense, offenses in the league. But to go into New England and win that game, yeah, it's possible. But it's very even, it's
0: very easy, and now i tell you how we can do it. It's, it's easy. We do it just like we did against Cincinnati.
2: Ball control offense. No,
0: time up of is No, they don't no have no Tom off.
2: Brady in Cincinnati, brother. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. I understand that, yeah. but if Tom Brady on the sideline and we got 12, 13, 12 to 15 play drive and he ain't got no time and we can get him off the field in third down, that's, that's a wrap, bro. That's a wrap. I mean – I mean, yeah, I, I, it would it would be nice to see Antonio Brown them get the way one. you have to do it, the way you have to do it on New England and uh, and, and really any team doesn't matter who it is you got to get up on them you got to if you get two three touchdowns up where they're forced to be one dimensional and you ain't got no receivers to throw to all you got is Gronk and you stop Gronk which that's gonna be almost impossible but you're gonna try to stop him anyway and you know he's already playing hurt. Hey, it's going to be real easy to beat New England in New England. And I don't know about base, that. I mean, so and, I'm just and, saying, but, but you, ain't got, you ain't wins, got nobody yeah. but Gronk to throw through, and you ain't got no running back. So I'm just saying, you know, you get up on them early, and you get up two, three touchdown lead where your, where their spirit is broke, and you got an offensive line that's not really protecting you that well, and you screaming on the sideline trying to get these boards. Yeah, but, try to but getting, getting them man, to boy, that boy, it, point. Getting them to and that then,
6: point is the hard part. Y'all got to think, when y'all played them the first time, y'all were down 21-3. to 3. Uh, and So, then, I mean, getting up on them early is is next to impossible.
2: Uh, and, and and then another thing that I see with Pittsburgh is you have a lot of those guys, they're young and they're dumb. Antonio Brown is a mature guy, but outside of that, Martavius Bryant, Wheaton, all those guys. Now, you put your best corner on Antonio Brown. You see what Shervin did to him. He slowed him down completely. Now, you think, okay, if this guy got two or three corners, the motherboard should do something. That ain't the way it's going. Just like Denver this week, you guys got the offense, but Chris Harris on one side to leave on the other. You saw what they did to to, to Crabtree and, and Cooper this week. Now, I'm not saying that either one of those guys is Antonio Brown, but they damn sure Martez is right. So, we'll see We'll see what's going to happen. I mean, you guys got a good offense. We can't take nothing away from them on that. But that's yeah, very well-spent. And getting a guy like the thing, Tom Brady, the, the over about, the, 300, 300 in weeks, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's going to be harder, but the thing is, as long as we do what we need to do is not turn the ball over, be smart with the ball, and, you know, sustain drive. We got a good running game, play action pass, get off the field on third down. As long as we do those three things right there, we're good.
6: I I, I think and New England is probably going to try to do the same thing. That's that's all I'm saying. They're going to try to do the same thing. I mean, because if you look at it, y'all played, y'all had over 500 yards of uh, almost 500 yards of offense against New England. And, I mean, it still wasn't enough. I I mean, they're just – because, I mean, it was 28-21, but you all got a touchdown like two seconds left. with like a garbage touchdown. I mean, it was really a double-digit win. And so even though the offense looked good, it still wasn't enough to to stop the pace from doing what they do. Y'all won the title possession battle, um, had one turnover, in the game, and that was like in the fourth quarter when, I mean, the game was already like 21 to 11, I think, at the time or something. And when it may have happened, I don't remember exactly. Uh, so I think y'all are capable of going in there and beating the the Patriots, but to say that is easy, I, I can't go with that. I can't go with that. I don't think it's going to be easy for anybody. I wouldn't say that about Carolina, and they undefeated. I just think the Patriots playing even on the road is a difficult team, and until somebody knocks them off, especially in New England, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably pick the Patriots as the favorite every time if I had to bet money on it, which I don't want to bet on and the don't to
2: be back by then,
6: too. Man. Yeah, I mean, because Blunt didn't even play the first time they played the Steelers. He wasn't even uh, I don't know if he was suspended or what, but he didn't play. That's when Dion Lewis He's was playing, and yeah, that's when Dion Lewis He's was playing. Deion Lewis was hurting, and Brandon Bolden played a little bit in that game. And man, they don't care who they put at running back. And that's a team that'll plug any running back. And yeah, um, James White. Yeah, they got dudes that I've never even heard of. So I don't know how they do it. That's 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 making your that's drafting players to fit your system. That that's just the ultimate, right there. That's some of that stuff. Um, the the Steelers used to do with linebackers and the Ravens used to do with linebackers on defense. You got the people to fit their system. And uh I, I, a game that I thought was interesting was the Thursday game when Arizona got over on the Vikings uh twenty three to twenty. I was really pulling for the Vikings in the, in this game. And for some reason I want to see the Vikings make the playoffs. Maybe because I like Teddy Bridgewater um uh, as a quarterback and I want to see him get an opportunity on the big stage. Uh, I'm not sure what it is but i I'm kind of pulling for the Vikings to uh make the playoffs right now they're in the number six spot and they have a two game lead over Tampa Bay so if they can just win um one more game, that may be enough to get them in on on a tiebreaker as far as a wild card spot and um, right now they're eight and five and they have Chicago and the jets at home um, and then they go on the road to. Bay, and I'm pretty sure they can beat Chicago. I think they can probably beat the Giants. They're, they're capable of beating the Giants. Uh, and if they win, too, I think they're def- they're definitely in if they win, too. But, uh, Ray, uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay right now is 6-7. Uh, and seven. Okay. And they're tied with the Falcons, who have lost seven in a row. And I don't know how you don't fire well, they somebody.
2: six out of the last seven. Out of the last seven, they didn't lose seven in a row.
6: Oh, they're not okay. They, I thought they started six and okay. a row. maybe maybe they didn't. They started five and row or something. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they've lost six out of the last seven, and um, yeah, they've lost uh, six in a row. Okay. So now that they've lost six in a row, I mean, you know that that is what it is. Tampa Bay right now probably won't make the wild card because they went out. And then they would have to have Seattle and Minnesota lose two of the last three in order to get in. But what do you think about what Tampa Bay has done, man? And I know that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that Levy Smith or something deserves uh, Coach he's of the so Year or anything. Wrong. but Because uh, I just think that they're just playing pretty good football. But, man, Jameis Winston, to me, what he's done uh, – Especially oh. the way his season started. His season didn't start all that great. You know, he made a, um, some rookie mistakes early on. But he's overcome that, man, and just over the last few weeks. I mean, you're talking about a guy since since um, he threw four interceptions against Carolina back on October the 4th. Uh, this dude has thrown like 12 touchdowns and only four interceptions since then.
2: Yeah, I mean, Winston is is, is another one that's that's a champion, and he's starting to play like a champion. He just gotta figure out what the NFL game is is about and getting used to the speed and all that other kind of stuff. But Tampa Bay has had a good season, but a lot of that you have to put on Lovey Smith. I mean, they blew a twenty-four point lead. And otherwise, they would have had, what, seven victories right now. But mm-hmm. the thing is, it's, see, the problem I always have with Lovey Smith, he don't like to use good common sense. Now, you got the 2nd leading rusher in the league, and the man gets 81 yards on 11 carries, and you stop running the man. It ain't like it's a 30-point game, 25-point game. This is seven points. Get a man the, the ball on the screen, you know. Get him in his carries. That's common sense, you know. He don't have a Super Bowl right now. Chicago had one of the best defenses in the last 20 years when they went to that Super Bowl. But he said Rex Grossman is my quarterback, and you fucking lost with Rex Grossman. So you ain't got common sense enough to see that you can't put that guy in the game. And Rex Grossman threw the, the Super Bowl away by throwing an interception for a touchdown. Now, he come here on Tampa Bay. You got them big boys out there. Put them on the ends, and we're going to use them. They got a pretty good, decent, decent tight end out there. Not not us, uh, Safari, and Jenkins, but the other guy. I forget what his name is now. And you got Vincent mm-hmm. Jackson, and you got Mike Evans.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, use them guys and make those plays. To me, Lovey Smith is not doing that. He's going to get patted on the back because he got more wins. They come off of two wins per season. And everybody saying, well, Tampa Bay looks good. That's all Winston and, and guys making plays. I don't believe in Lovey Smith. You know, and, and, you know, hopefully they can overcome some of that. But they're going to figure that out. He's going to be out of there in Tampa Bay as well in the next two years. hmm
6: And on the AFC side, Buck, you got Marcus Mariota, who started off hot, but then now his team is 3-10 and uh, been 3-8 and when he played. And he's had a decent rookie season, but what do you think about Mariota?
0: Well, I just think that Tennessee just don't have enough pieces. I mean, they haven't had any key wide receivers in quite some time. Um, I don't know who their damn receivers are. To be honest with you, uh, I don't know who their running back is. Don't know who the tight end is. Um, it's not that you know they're not NFL professionals. It's just that names that you just hadn't heard of.
4: Um, Walker.
0: Yeah, I mean you got a few here and there, you know, you know, sprinkled in there. But for the most part, I mean these guys. I mean it's a new system for them. to think about it like this. Mariota's got a new system. They don't have a good offensive line. Um, they don't. Their defense is not that good either. Even though they got all defensive coordinator, they don't have. They they got some people in free agency that maybe may have been washed up, or maybe you know maybe they're just good enough, but not quite good enough. Does that make sense? But I mean, it's just his first year under the system. So with it being his first year in the system, it may it may take Mariota a little bit longer. I mean, on paper, Mariota looked like the better one, but I kind of figured at the beginning of the season that Jameis Wilson was better. I know he had some off the field issues for stupid stuff, but the boy, you can't you can't knock him for, you know, playing football on the field. I mean, he's got he's got some great football awareness. I mean, he studies film. Um, he takes you know he takes pride in his craft. So, Jameis Winston is going to be one of these elite quarterbacks in a few years. I would even put him up to where Warren Moon was, except the only difference is I think he might actually win a Super Bowl. So, if they keep building around Jameis Winston, I think it'll be fine. Mariota, I don't see him being in the Super Bowl no time soon, simply because Tennessee is too far in the dumpster for him to, I mean, Maybe seven or eight years down the road, he might have a chance, but he won't. He probably won't even be playing for Tennessee at that point.
7: Um, they can't
0: even figure out who their damn coach is at the point. I mean, you just you got to think about that too. They just got rid of his coach, you know, mid season as well. So there's a lot of different issues in Tennessee. The reason why Mariota is 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 not succeeding, but I really think it's because I mean, it's Mariota is not as good as what we thought he was.
6: And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that uh, Mariota, for the most part, is you know, had a decent season. But um, he sure received high praise at the beginning of the year. And all that noise went away too fast. All right. Uh, I want to
2: talk about
6: that.
2: Huh? You no, know, I was just going to say, a lot of that is why people get James Winston. That's why they was pushing Mariota. Mariota's going to be a guy like RG3. He getting it off now because the NFL defenses haven't caught up to him. But as the saying goes, nothing solves you like the NFL defense. And I yeah. think as well, the years come in, you won't see a difference. I think
6: we're going to see this is the case of a, of a, a Ryan Leaf, paid Manning type deal. They're trying to That's what they're trying to make out of it. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But right now I think James Winston is looking like an NFL quarterback. All right, I want to talk about the AFC South a little bit. Um, it's a pretty tight race for first place. Indy is 6-7, and seven, Houston is 6-7, and seven, and the Jaguars are 5-8. and eight. And Indy had a chance to kind of put the Jaguars out of it um, and stay a game ahead of Houston um, and go a game ahead of Houston. But then Jacksonville dropped 51 points on the Colts. And right now the Colts are in disarray. Um, I think Matt Hausbeck got hurt. I don't know how bad it was. I remember seeing him get hurt. Uh, They had already talked about firing Chuck Pagano. They don't know if Andrew Luck is coming back. Um, But I, I guess let me just ask your opinion of that division right now where it looks like any one of these three teams can win it. Who do you think will ultimately come out on top of that division, Indy, Houston, or Jacksonville?
2: Well,
0: conventional wisdom says Indianapolis, but I'm I'm actually kind of feeling <laughs> I ain't even I ain't, I don't even want to let this shit come out of my mouth. But I think Jacksonville got a shot, bro. Um, Houston I I think, you know, with the the quarterback carousel that's happened down there and now you got JJ Watt with a broken hand. I'm just not sure if Houston has enough to win the division. Um it I mean, you, you got Javion Clowney had one of the best games of his career. This past week with J.J. Watt with his broken hand. I mean, J.B. Clownin Clown had played like, you know, he played as advertised. Uh, he, he actually had a really, really good game. Um, but I just don't know if they have enough. Um, now, if they would have had the receiver they let go and let go to Indianapolis, I think, you know, that I would say far and away that Houston would probably end up winning this division. But right now, I think Jacksonville the hot team. There's too much disarray in Indianapolis um, with injuries and whether Andrew Luck coming back, Bradshaw's out. I mean, they got, I mean, I think Bradshaw actually went back to the Giants. But they they just have too many issues in Indianapolis. Houston, they got too many injuries. So I think that Jacksonville's the great borders, has got these boys believing. And I think 8-8 wins the division here, so if yeah. they not careful, Jacksonville might sneak off and get off of me. So, I'm going to say Jacksonville.
6: And, Ray, what do you think, man? Who do you think comes out on top? Jacksonville, Houston, or Indy?
2: Oh, I definitely like Jacksonville. Um, you know, I think Fleet Burles and the Allen boys is dangerous down there. And they ain't really doing anything. I mean, T.J. Yeldon. Has been had injuries and little nagging injuries in and out the lineup, but the Mallon boys and, and you know Julius Thomas is 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 decent. I don't think he's good as they made him out to be, but he's decent. Uh, and you know Jacksonville can put up some points, and you know like like what was saying, you know Houston got injuries in Indianapolis. You know, half the back is getting broken up now, you know, 40-year-old guy. So, you know, he's going to be injured. But they keep acting like when Andrew Luck comes back, he's going to save him. Shit. I, I, don't think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think it was injuries. Yeah, I don't think it was injuries. You know, nah. before the season started, I thought Andrew Luck was, was going to be the top two or three quarterback for the next 10 years. Yeah. But after, after seeing him, and like Deion Sanders was saying, I wouldn't give him no hundred million coming off no bad year. And, nope. you know, Mary and all them guys, they want to dip their head. But, you know, I like watching Deion on Sunday, so he be giving it to him. You know, Matt Ryan throw another, another interception. He said, yeah, he's doing it every week. Ain't nobody going <laughs> to say nothing? Yeah, ain't nobody going to say nothing? Yeah. He doing it every single week. Ain't nobody saying nothing. You know, mm-hmm. acting like, well, you know, it's giving definitely hits. Yeah, it's one of them quarterbacks they don't like. Boy, they all on their ass about it. You yeah,
0: know.
6: they
2: are. But I like Jacksonville.
6: Okay, so, Ray, let's go to the NFC least. Philly, Washington, and the Giants. Who do you think wins that division? All of them are six and seven.
2: I, I like uh, – well, see, the Giants is going to be hard, but I like the Giants. I think the Giants are the best team in the division. I think they blew a lot of games. Otherwise, they've been running away with the division. But, um, you know, I know they got Carolina, but Giants have normally when they see a team for the second time, or, or I don't believe they play them this year, but I think Giants may be able to, to solve them. You know what I mean? And we'll, we'll see what happens, but if – the Giants beat Carolina, I think they will win. You know, Washington has had, had a strong year for Washington, but the Giants are the best team in the division. Okay. Buck, what do you think? Philly, Washington, or the Giants coming out
0: of the East? Uh, They shouldn't let none of y'all motherfuckers come out. Cause they, I mean, with records <laughs> like that, they shouldn't let none of y'all come out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Anytime time Dallas at it, it, it five and eight still got a fucking chance, I mean, I, I don't even know who the hell to pick. Um, but, uh, well, actually, y'all uh, four and nine now, I think, right? Yeah. But, yeah. But y'all still have a chance, even at four and nine, I believe, to win the division the way y'all's division is. Uh, I'm damn sure I'm not going to say Philly because, I, I mean, Chip Kelly, the way he reorganized his team, um he really this motherfucker shouldn't even be coaching. Um Washington is interesting because Kirk Cousins, nobody thought the Kirk Cousins experience was gonna work, but it is working. And uh Washington has been in every single game this season. So the Giants if Odell oh, Beckham get his panties in the wide when he not catching the football and you know he whining and you know Manning starting to throw interceptions and, you know, JPP got three fingers looking like, you know, looking like a damn horse hoof or some shit. I'm just not, I mean, I want like to go watch them winning this division. Uh, simply because I think the Giants just don't have enough because you don't know what what team, the what team, what Giants team is going to show up. One week these Jokers look unbeatable. And then next week these Jokers get their ass whooped because, you know, He's throwing more picks than, you know, he's throwing more picks than the damn fish picks that we used to use in our damn head. So I'm going to have to go watch Washington because Kirk Cousins can, he doesn't have the arm strength of any of the other quarterbacks in this division, mm-hmm. but he gets it done. He makes, you know, he makes minimal mistakes. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a, you know, he's good good at managing the game and you know when he does get you know he knows how to create and get the ball past past the line of scrimmage and past you know past the first down marker so when you can do that and you got you know you got people like Deshaun Jackson you got a lot of on the feedback field. somebody when you can get Deshaun Jackson open you know, and he get you know, or maybe do a wide a receiver screen where he you know, he's already five or ten yards up the field and get the ball to him and he can, you know, get another ten or you know, another ten or fifteen, twenty yards. You know, Kirk Cousins has the ability to get that ball out there. And that running back their running game's not too bad either, and their defense is decent. So, I'm about to go with Washington winning this division. Even though I really okay. don't give a shit who wins. But I I'm gonna say Washington.
6: Uh. I was thinking could all lose, but you know, unfortunately I'm not gonna cut out one of those three. So, um, if it's not Philly, I'll probably be all right. All right, uh do a couple um, I got one, two, three, I got like five who am I uh, for today and tomorrow for birthday, so we'll go ahead and get started and wrap things up. I am a twenty eight year old, six foot, two hundred and three pound defensive back from Coastal Carolina, drafted in the fifth round of 2012 by Carolina Josh Norman. Damn, boy, shit. I am a 6'1", 220-pound defensive back who turns 43 years old today, drafted in the fifth round of 1994 by the San Diego Chargers out of Western Illinois. Who am I? You say, what's his measurements again? 6'1, 220 pound defensive back. Spent most of his career playing safety, strong safety.
2: For so the San Diego Chargers? Yep. Oh.
6: I won a ring with the New England Patriots in 2003. Oh, this ought to be an easy one, y'all. Yeah?
0: He I am now let His name comes to mind, but night, I
2: can't think. Sunday night He said. No, Ty no, Lawson spent most of his career with some other team. No, he, I, I am now. I now argue with Tony Dungy
6: on Sunday Night Football. Oh, and Rodney Harrison. Rodney,
2: Rodney Harrison. Scott Harrison.
6: Yeah, that should have been an easy one. I am a six foot five, two hundred and thirty two pound quarterback drafted in the first round in two thousand and fourteen by the Jacksonville Jaguars out of central Florida. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. I beat you, right? <laughs> no, no he didn't. Yes, I no, did. I said it no, first, damn
4: it. No, no. <laughs> I got you that time, so
0: don't you go there. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, I agree I'm a six foot And all the only reason I said
0: it, said it that fast I know he worked out with Big Ben during the offseason seasons. I knew the hell that was <laughs>
6: I am a six foot 202 pound Defensive back uh, Drafted no, turn, I'm sorry, turned turn 32 years old Tomorrow Drafted in the first round of 2005 by the Arizona Cardinals out of the U. Who am I? I played with the Cardinals. I played with the Giants. But right now, I'm chilling in Chicago.
2: 26. Oh, uh, oh man, oh, uh, the dark skinned dude. Um, yeah, we right. Uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> no, uh. Antrell
6: Rolle, that's his name. Antrell Roselius Rolle, cousin of Ros- Chad Philly. Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson, Byron Rolle, Myron Rolle, and Samari Rolle. He got a lot of Damn. NFL relatives. That family living good. Yeah, Last I- one. I am a six foot two, three hundred and thirty five pound defensive tackle, who turns fifty two years old today. I was drafted in 1985 in the first round by the Chicago Bears out of Clemson. Who are Oh, I mean, Michael D. Perry. Perry. I mean, nope. William Perry. William Anthony Refrigerator Perry, brother of Michael D. Perry, played 11 years in the league. Nine with Chicago, two with Philly. Managed to record record 29 and a half sacks. Um, and he finished yeah, one with
0: touchdown.
6: he finished with two touchdowns. He had two his rookie two year, and he got a Super Bowl. I think he got two Super Bowl touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I know he got. Yeah, should have been Walter Payton. Yeah, cause my father uh, said he would never pull for Chicago again because they, they didn't get Walter Payton that, that ball on the one yard line to get a Super Bowl touchdown.
7: I was mad about that shit too. So. Yeah.
6: All right, fellas,
2: that's all I got for this evening. Anything before we wrap
0: it up in sixty seconds or less? Uh, great no. show as all. Great show as always, and looking forward to another good week. Um, um, as far as uh, I know, that uh, there was one record uh, that was matched by uh, the Steelers. Um, William Gay has actually got five pick sixes this season, which ties Rob Woodson. So wow, that's I mean five, five pick six, six this season.
8: Man. Five pick six and his you mean his career.
0: Yeah, in his career.
2: Oh, five his career. Seasons. So I'm gonna say yep. playing like that, how can you be toasted and playing good at saying that?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's doing real well. I mean, he's he's been um he's gotten two or three this season, so um he's got five, but the five interceptions are in a row. Every interception he's gotten this, you know, in this in this streak, he scored a touchdown with it. So this dates back to last season. So uh, William Gay, he he just yeah, better, he had you know, he, he just he
6: had one pick in 2013. That was a pick six. He had three interceptions in 2014. All three of them were pick sixes. And he has one this year, the pick six. So that's pretty impressive. His last yeah. five in a row have been pick sixes.
7: Yep. Yeah,
0: so he tied Rob Woodson. So that's, uh, you know, for franchise history there. So um, we got three games left. Let's see what he does. I mean, he's pretty smart, so we'll see how it goes. But that was, I thought that was an interesting statistic, because that was something that kind of slipped by. You don't pay attention to some well, of these guys. When, that, you know, when he gets
6: his hey, hands man. on
2: it, he, he takes it to the house and looks like –
1: I yeah, guess he we to talk
2: about Roy Jones going to sleep tomorrow night. Uh, oh man, yeah, you
1: we know can. Boy, did go to sleep. Stephen A. Man took he him got so
6: nothing. bad. Stephen A. Posted something on Facebook, man, saying we ought to band together to try to prevent Roy Jones from getting in the ring again. Man, he was he was funny. You got he that was right. Serious, man.
2: Listen, Roy Jones, man. He was when y'all get do yeah. take a nap. Go no, on YouTube you're... and just look at the Roy Jones highlights of what he used to be compared to what he is right now. told y'all before you fight with tomato Can, When you fight somebody for real, he's taking he a nap. And I mean, he's sleeping on a temperate <laughs> or whatever it is. But, man, Roy Jones, you know, if he well, was in Russia, Russia back in Pensacola or he ain't you know where right, was that? He thought he thought it was in Milton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't man. in Pensacola, That thought he was Milton Jack. He don't live that far from Milton. Anyway, I mean, he lived up there in Canton. What makes Tome it so bad, him.
6: though, Ray? What makes it so bad, man? When I watched the highlight, like, you got through that right hand side of his ear. Roy was asleep well before he hit the canvas. All right, because his yeah, he body was. just, just oh, yeah. locked up. And he fell forward. And, and when you fall on your face, man, I mean, and then when he was on the ground, the way he was rocking back and forth, I thought something was really wrong with him. You know, I'm like, man, this dude, you know, going to have some, like, brain damage or something the way he's looking. And, man, it's it's one thing to get beat beaten in a fight. It's another thing where they bring in stretchers for you. <laughs> Every time you getting knocked out,
2: they got to get the stretch around They brought man, the stretch around him, uh, yeah. Roy
0: Jones need to stop boxing because he's gonna end up like damn Muhammad Ali with Parkinson's disease 'cause I mean they knock they knocked the fool out of this motherfucker up there this last time he don't need he don't even need to he don't even need to be side ringside announcing it because he might get knocked out. That's how bad it I don't,
2: is. I don't know what it is, man Maybe... They need to hit him on the other side of the head. Maybe not some sense into him. Maybe everybody knocked about hitting him on the same side or something. Right, you know? he need to fight a side. <laughs> 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 yeah. To me, to me, if you are a classic fighter or used to be a classic fighter, you're not supposed to get whooped like that. You're like nah. Benoit Hopkins. No. I don't care if he fight Andre right. Ward or who, he might lose every round. He ain't gonna be. He ain't gonna get Got to carry mouth. No. Right, I mean, mm-mm. he get knocked I mean, out with stuff he like got to hit him with.
6: Was I was I... that the guy that beat him, I've never heard of, right? I mean, McCarinelli or McCarinelli or whatever. He's not even excited yeah. about it. It's almost like he feels bad that he even knocked Roy Jones out. Like, you know, it's almost like fighting hey. a baby or something, man. You don't want to take credit for
2: winning. <laughs> 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 and, 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 <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and the thing about all of it is he went over and got Russian citizenship and everything, the fight over there. And, man, I said, yeah, this guy, 41 and 7, with 33, 32 knockouts. He was the 33rd. Man, he hit Roy Jones, and he just fell over like somebody shot him. I said, man, get that man out <laughs> there. You know, can you imagine – well, you can spoil to somebody even at fifty years old. They're not going to get whooped like that, you know. Nah. and Roy. Well, and this this goes back to what this goes back to what I've said
0: about these boxers. We've seen we we were spoiled coming up because we saw Muhammad Ali, we saw we saw you know Thomas Hearns, we saw um, George Foreman, and all these guys. These guys fought well into their forties, you know, and they bent and didn't break, you know. Sugar Ray Leonard, these guys, I mean, these guys fought until they tore their damn. I mean, Sugar Ray Leonard fought until their damn eyes were damn near torn out. So well, now these guys, you know, these guys wait. wait. They wait until these, you know, as, you, as Ray likes to call it, tomato cans. They wait till these guys get out of their prime to fight. Okay. Now, Roy Jones should have known better. I mean, you, you're supposed to know. Supposed to, you've been in the boxing game for a long time. And, you know, I know you smoke and drink, and you're supposed to stop, but you can't. But you need to stop boxing because right now you get getting your ass whooped every time you step in the damn ring, and you're messing up a legacy. You know, I don't, how many – what's his record now,
3: Q? What's his record? 52-9.
0: Yeah. 52 52 to and nine. 9 Now once you get to ten, you can't yeah, be you, don't need you in game. my opinion, you can't be mentioned with the all time greats. And he really borderline now.
6: You know all that chicken, all that chicken flight you used lost. to do
0: in the in the ring and all that shit, that shit's over with. So he's nine lost
8: stop now.
6: Six time went to sleep. I I don't even yep. know.